Let's make it happen. Casey, let's make it happen. Yeah, let's, let's do it. You and I do a show. <laughs> Everyone's asking for it. No one has asked for it, but I'm going to give it to them anyway. Let me tell you a thing I know now. <laughs> What's that? I know that I am not cut out for an East Coast heat. It's not it's not the best. No. No. You're, In you fact, were, you were raised without humidity. I was raised without humidity or daylight savings. <laughs> and I have to say, fuck both. Yeah. Fuck both. Yeah. You're a sweater too, so. Oh, I'm a sweater. We all I, know this. I feel like. People like he- reach out to me and like with like, uh, like memes about sweating sometimes. I'm like, guys, I get, I, uh, I know, I know. You're so famous for sweating. I'm famous um, for sweating. I just, there's nothing more depressing to me than the weight of a pair of pants once you've sweat through them. No, we talked about this. Whatever, when you yeah, when had, I walked walked home from yeah. the, from the garage, yeah, it's just like that is that's nothing will make me cry faster than a pair of pants that weighs an extra pound. Okay, here's my here's what I'm up against this week. I just I'm gonna start off. Wait, do you, can you not even see me? I can't What's even happening? see you. What's, you don't oh have your God. camera on. What a fucking vibe. <laughs> She's not even got a camera on this week. Um, okay. So thank you for letting me eat my salad in peace, by the way. It was delicious. I ordered from a new place. And oh, good. It was so good. And then also they had this banana bread that like, you know, when you like place an order on one of these fucking things and then it's like... People who order the salad also ordered right. this banana bread. Is it something you might be interested in? And of course it is. Like, obviously. <laughs> it was. It's so good. I'm savoring it. I'm trying. I'm like trying to turn over a new leaf. I've been feeling really terrible. I just everything's terrible <laughs> for me. But that might be different for you. But anyway. Um, but here's what I'm up against. It's Birdie's birthday. Birdie's turning 14 on. Oh, no. Mm. Birdie. Oh, God. Um, I just want to find those Swedish cinnamon rolls for the Birdie that they used to sell at Ikea, and they don't sell them there anymore. They don't and sell I don't the cinnamon rolls at Ikea anymore? I don't know. They were out of them, and I can't even remember what they're called, and Birdie pronounces them with a perfect Swedish accent, and it's like, it's gifla or something like that, but I can't remember what they're called to, like, Google them, so I'm, like, trying to, like, little Swedish, Swedish cinnamon rolls. Yeah, there's cinnamon buns at, I mean, I've never seen them called anything but cinnamon buns at Ikea, so I can't even venture to guess. Well, it's the Swedish, I guess we could look up what the Swedish, oh, Gilflar. Wait, here it is. Wait, it's three pounds. Wait, that's not American money. <laughs> how do I, how do I get them? Okay, wait, now Gilflar. Okay, it's G-I-F-F-L-A-R-G-I-F-F-L. 
F-A-R, busy, don't you have an assistant? Isn't this something that your assistant should be doing? Yes, but also (laughs) let's just be real. Wait, 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 wait. Here we go, here we go, here we go. What, Ikea says they have them. Yeah, I've never not seen them at Ikea. I'm surprised. I don't know. Birdie went to Ikea. For more information on our stock levels, well. I know Ikea has been having stock issues with items like, you know, DIY, put it together yourself furniture, but cinnamon rolls, it seems like they would have. Also, can Matt get us the sunscreen, the Trader Joe's sunscreen? <laughs> Um, it has been very popular. It has, he likes it himself and, uh, I'm serious though. It's selling out. The postcode. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry, Ikea. I just put in my zip code. Yeah. And they are telling me it's not valid. Do I not exist? I blame that all the websites demand that you know that little, little, suffix that goes on your postcode, which I never know. I've never known it in any town I've ever lived in. I suppose I could learn it, but it just feels like one of those things where I'm like, no, I'm not going to learn it. Excuse me? Excuse me? Why does my computer... Something's going on. I've been hacked. I'm hacked. I'm like 100%. Is your computer saying that you live somewhere else? Yes. Did it latch on to somewhere where you were traveling with it? I haven't been to Adelaide, Australia in recent memory, so no. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so It literally weird. thinks, what, that I'm in Australia? Um, change country. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Fine by me. I accept. <laughs> um, wait. Uh, you were, your kids were too old for... Um, the bubble guppies. Oh, yeah. They uh, were club penguin guys. I don't know about that. But I do know that every time I hear Australia, <laughs> I, in my head, I hear the bubble guppies going, Australia, it's the land down under. Australia, it's the land of wonder. Wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just we, so you know. We have a lot of so listeners you know. in Australia. Australia, <laughs> it's a land down under. Hi to Australia. everyone in Australia. Oh, bu- was Bubble Guppies like a cartoon? Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. All right. We were talking no, about- No, they weren't. They didn't live in Australia. Oh, it was the just Bubble a Guppies. Song. Well, they con- were just, they went there at one point, I think, or I something. Understand. They I were understand. just like singing about it. I thought it was like it. a computer game for some reason, like knowing your kid. That's why I brought up Club Penguin. This is- I don't know what Club Penguin is. Club I don't Pen- know what you're Club talking Penguin about. Club Penguin was like social media for kids. It's actually like, do you know Facebook's meta, metaverse? It's exactly that. But it existed like 20 years ago Someone for I know, someone I like v- vaguely know, literally. Wait, you guys, now I want to go to Ikea, question mark? I think <laughs> I want to go to Ikea. Uh, where are Ikeas in New York? Um, maybe I just go there and yeah. find these little cinnamon rolls. Yeah, I think that's But really, your- can Matt get that sunscreen for me? Because I want it. <laughs> you know, Matt is so honest and he would never use his powers to like... No, but he did. He did do a thing for me that was a real mitzvah. 
a while back, guys, um, there was a Trader Joe's snack that was just not on the East Coast, but it was West Coast, West Coast <laughs> all the way. Sometimes don't stock as much of a thing in different regions. Yeah, and I they mean, didn't have the like Takis. We'll call it a dupe. <laughs> I love it. We love we love a Trader Joe's moment in our household. Birdie's favorite like activity with me currently is that I have to go get the car out of the garage that it's housed <laughs> in and then go get Birdie. And then we get in the car and we drive on over to Trader Joe's. And then Birdie does snack shopping for yeah. the next week. Yeah. Brings their own bag, little fucking Phoebe Bridgers concert bag. <laughs> it's the cutest thing. I don't, I'm not ever surprised when people think that Birdie is like an NYU student or like a college student. Like the person carries themselves as if they are 25 years old, <laughs> you know? Also, like, here's the thing, like, any of the babysitters, I use that, I don't even know what to call them because at this point, it's, like, so weird. Like, they're not babysitters. Like, they're, yeah. like, they're just, like, girls in their early 20s that I, like, pay to hang out with Birdie, but, like, who actually just, like, have a very chill time and, like, do fun <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And in fact, like one of Birdie's babysitters, shout out to Tuli if she's listening, um, in LA, like two of the days was like, I feel like I can't charge you for this. Like, <laughs> it's like, we just like went to Universal and it was like so fun. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she's like, I was like something I would have done anyway. <laughs> oh, I get it. I get it. But yeah. Birdie doesn't, but Birdie's like, not, it's not the age because. It's just Bert, Bertie doesn't like to be alone. Yeah. That's how, so. this is how Eli was and, it, you know, down to the independence and, you know, that's why he started volunteering when he was like 10. Well, guess what? I know I had talked about Bertie maybe getting a job at Sephora. Yeah. Doesn't feel, honestly, I'm just going to be real. It doesn't feel reasonable. Okay. Like it feels like too, too far of a stretch. Yeah. But then I was just like. What friends do I have that have children that Birdie could just babysit? And so I reached out to my friend Jess, who is my friend through the ACLU. She works at the ACLU and we work a lot together. And um, Jess has a like a newly seven-year-old. Okay. And I was like, any chance you want to <laughs> utilize my child as a babysitter? And Jess was like, yes, booked. And so Birdie had their first babysitting job and was oh, like, excellent. I know it was actually, actually excellent and was like so proud of the cash burning a hole <laughs> in Birdie's pocket currently. Snacks um, cash. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's that snacks cash. Uh, and then Birdie wanted to buy like some new sheets or whatever, to be fair, Birdie's sheets were kind of disgusting. But that's because they eat Takis or whatever. The dupe. They eat Takis in bed. And then like that bright red flaming hot stuff gets like... <laughs> Taki dust. You know, Taki dust is hard to get out of things, guys. I'm just going to say it. 
I see that a lot of people eat those mm-hmm. snacks with um, chopsticks so they don't have to put their hands in it, which I think is really smart because I don't like to have anything on my hands. Okay. I just, I don't, and I like watching someone, like when someone puts their fingers in their mouth to get it off, I'm just, it's all over for me. Oh yeah, that's disgusting, but that is definitely <laughs> something Birdie does. <laughs> That is definitely something pretty does. Yeah. Uh, just I mean, like, I'm no shade to anyone who does it. It's just that I personally can't watch it. It's a horror movie for me. Yeah, no, it's disgusting. I hate <laughs> watching people put their fingers in their mouths, even people that I've birthed out of my <laughs> own vagina. Um, yeah. So anyway, we got the bird's birth. Day and um, and you're gonna you gotta get those cinnamon rolls. I'm gonna focus on that. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna make that happen. Um, Birdie really wants to go to this thing called like the Stranger Things experience. Oh, okay, that sounds fun. It does sound fun. It sold out this week, so now I'm trying to like pull strings. Um, okay. Because also, I did know that they wanted to do this, but and I <laughs> forgot to look into it until it was too late. And also, Birdie wants to see Gaten Matarazzo. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Gaten yeah. Matarazzo in um, Dear Evan Hansen. Okay. Um, which is, I can get those tickets. That's not sold out. But No relation um, to our friend Heather Matarazzo. People always no, ask. You know who he, yeah, you know who he is. He's on yeah, Stranger he's Things. he's on Stranger Things. But people often he's think great. that he's her brother or mm. sometimes her son, I think. Guys, just at FYI, Busy has her air conditioning on because it's so hot in I'm New sorry, York. There's I can't, nothing. I, uh, we can, I can't do anything about right, it today. I'm right. not, I many, day, many days I just turn that off. I did turn the fountain off. <laughs> There's... There's nothing to be done about this air conditioning today because it is untenable. Yeah. I turned my air conditioning off so that you're not listening to two air conditionings um, because I honestly think it's probably cooler in Los Angeles than it is in New York. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. So. One hundred per song. <laughs> but that's what that is. It's not like a truck idling or... New York <sighs> air conditioning is very... Um, it's very aggressive. Well, it's a window unit. They, yeah. Window units are aggressive by nature. Yeah. Oh, I feel like always, I mean, I don't know if you've had much occasion to be in office buildings um, in New York City, but I just feel like the office air conditioning was so, I, I guess because it's off for a good part of the year, then it mm-hmm. just goes on on like May 1st or whatever, full blast until September 1st. Like, no, it doesn't matter what the day is. It's just very aggressive. Guess what? What? The air conditioning in the townhouse. Yeah. On the fritz, on the lower levels again. I don't, I, I don't like that. I don't like fritz. that for you. Well, I'm over here, so <laughs> I'm kidding. It's four uh, degrees cooler kidding. in Los Angeles than it is in New York today. Yeah, but also it's like it doesn't even, it's not equivalent now that I fully understand. Growing up, people would say re-Arizona and 
our 115 degree heat, but it's a dry <laughs> heat, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I also used to be like, sure, but 115 is 115. And like, that's insane yeah. to have to go back to school. Yeah. In 115 degree. It is. Yeah. Weather. Yeah. Okay. It's not the same thing though. <laughs> it's just not, now I now I know. Now I really understand it. It's just not the same thing. It's not the same thing. Like I actually I actually love the dry heat. Like I can be in 100 I can walk outside in 115. Sure. Right now it is 97 degrees and when I tell you that if I walked outside I would immediately pass out. Because it's like somehow taking liquid out of your body while also making you breathe liquid that I'm convinced that like the liquid in the air that is the humidity is also holding like every piece of debris and dirt. And I just feel like like I have never had blacker boogers than like a humid day in New York City. You know what I mean? You blow your nose at the end of the day and it just looks like um, like oh my a, God. a goblin we used to came call out. That- we used to call like we used to call that um those were rave 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 that was rave snot. <laughs> rave snot. Rave snot was always like the black snot you got after a night of dancing in some fucking gross ass warehouse. Yeah, well, New York City's one big rave. Like, I mean, it's rough. My favorite town to visit, Minneapolis, also gets, you know, there's a thousand lakes there. So in in Minnesota is the land of a thousand lakes. So that place is just made of humidity in the summer. Oh my God. Also, some sort of fly thing happened yesterday in our house. I don't know where they all came from, but all of a sudden there were just like all of these like dumb flies in the lower level of the house. And oh I like... God. Literally, it was disgusting. And we went on like a fly killing spree. And listen, guys, don't come at me for killing flies. I'm sorry. They invaded my space and they're dead. (laughs) They're gone. What did you kill the flies with? Just old school swatter? We didn't have one. So you know what I used? What? A pancake spatula. (laughs) Like a really thin, you know, like yeah, the big yeah, thin sure. one. Okay. Whatever works. We have those like electric tennis rackets that are also, um, when I worked on the Graham Norton show, we were sent every type of sex toy that ever came on the market uh, because we would love to like use them in comedy bits. And mm-hmm. one time we were sent like a little, uh, a little paddle that would like shock your bum or whatever, like during. Oh, right. You know, I had a little tennis racket thing that electrocuted bugs. Yeah. It's the same exact thing as the sex toy, by the way. So you could use it for both. I mean You know what we you know what we love? You know what we love? <laughs> multi purpose. We love a multi purpose product. We're not in the business <laughs> of buying like a thing that only does one thing. No, like, you need we need to know that we can use it for our, our sex play <laughs> as well as killing mosquitoes. I don't, I mean, we recently <sighs> bought some from Harbor Freight for fly killing purposes, not sex uh-huh. purposes. And um, they seem really powerful. And 
I will say that my loving, gentle husband, Matt, sometimes just goes out on the patio and like, you know, that's that's goes like to his, town. his goes sport. To town. Yeah, he just he yeah, just I'm gonna text Blake because he was going to Bed Bath and Beyond. Um see if they have electric fly electric fly swatters. Is that like is that like evil? I don't I actually think it's I don't know if it's evil. I don't know. One time we talked about flies on the podcast and people recommended to us um this felt evil because it, it seems like, well, I just said that my husband like kind of just goes out on the patio and 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 swaps flies. But um, this felt like a little evil to me just because of the messaging. But a lot of people recommended this thing that shoots table salt at flies and that kills them. Like because like table salt is like bullets to flies. Um, <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> that is. Truly, that feels unhinged. And I was kind of like, oh, that's... That that's, feels unhinged. That's, I'm sorry. You know, I love innovation. So I'm like, okay, table salt. And then, like, you know, that's pretty easy to clean up or whatever. Then I went on the website and, like, they had all this slow motion of, like, the flies <clears throat> getting, swa- getting like, no, shot, like, like close up. And I was like, this is a little weird. But people do like that product. Sorry. I got to get okay. this banana bread. It's so good. It's been sitting, it's just sitting here taunting just, me. It's just taunting you. Um, I like so good. to uh, trap the flies in that thing that smells like uh, vomit diarrhea in that Mm-mm. fly trap. I remember. Because that's like, they think they're going to a party. It's like their last party. And then they're like, they can't, you know, it's like Hotel California. You can, you can check in, but you can never check out. Yeah, I mean, that's the Raid Roach Motel, but Hotel California is you can check out at any time you like, but you can never leave. Ew, I don't like that. (laughs) But I just think that's like, that's a good way to go if you're a fly. Mm, Wild grain, wild grain, wild grain, wild grain. I like that. Wild grain, wild grain, guys. Wild Wild grain. grain. Remember how over the pandemic, everybody started baking sourdough bread? I, yes, but I that wasn't for me. I yes. did not because that's a lot of work. I wanted sourdough bread, but I never baked any. Yeah. Well, guess what? What? Wild green makes it possible for you to get all of the flavor with none of the time and work involved. <laughs> yes. Not all carbs are created equal. Wild green is the first bake from frozen box for artisanal bread. Plus, they also have like rolls, pastries, and handmade pastas. It's only clean ingredients, unbleached, non-GMO flour, and they utilize a slow sourdough fermentation process that's healthier for you and tastes better than anything you can find in a grocery store. And to be honest, you know, with my stomach issues, it's kind of the only thing I can have when I want like an actual pasta. Yes. Can I tell you something? You may. 
you know that I sneeze mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. after I'm having wheat and I don't I know this. I'm just telling you I've treated this like a science experiment. I've had the sourdough bread, mm-hmm. the um two types of sourdough bread. I've had these little like peach pie bites. I've had the pasta and I've had the croissants and I've timed myself I had sourdough bread just this morning, and it's four hours later, and I have not sneezed one single time. I've not, none of this stuff makes me sneeze. I don't know why, but all I know is that croissants are back in my life, and I could not be happier because those, you don't need to go to France. The wild green croissants are incredible. Also, I just want to say, Bertie had one, and I was like, did you think it was delicious? And Bertie's like, yeah, it's just like the ones that I had in France. So... <laughs> So you heard it from Birdie. Yeah. Um, anyway, guys, it's kind of incredible. Also, also, for every new member, Wild Grain donates six meals to the Greater Boston Food Bank. So far, they've donated over 120,000 meals. And they're going to donate so many more because you're going to sign up at wildgrain.com slash busy. And you choose which type of box you want to receive and how often. And it's very easy to reschedule, skip, or cancel, which you might have to do if you have to go out of town or something. Right. Um. So if you guys are hungry already, I am now. Now yes. I am. Now I am. I have I have a fresh <sighs> sourdough loaf just waiting for me out in the kitchen. Feels rude. Feels rude. <laughs> anyway, guys, for a limited time, you can get $30 off your first box plus free croissants in every box. What? Go Incredible. to wildgreen.com slash busy to start your subscription. You heard me free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash busy. That's wildgrain.com slash busy or you can use busy at the checkout. Do it. I just got an email from Higher Dose and I was like, it just all looks, it looks so relaxing. (laughs) I swear to you, I was like, Oh, I want to get my sauna blanket out and do the sauna blanket while we're doing the rest of the podcast. And then I decided that probably might be a bridge too far, but <laughs> it, it might be just good. Seemed, it might be. Maybe it actually really might be. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should do a sauna blanket. Maybe we should do episode. one day. Yeah. I, whatever. Guys, we love them. Yeah. We love higher dose. Um, the infrared sauna blanket really makes me so wet. It out. Volun- you know, voluntarily sweating. It. Yes, yes. It's that's the difference. Is when you're just able to have a sweat in a controlled environment mm-hmm. in your house. Mm-hmm. I really love the PEMF uh heat mat with the crystals in it. 20 you know pounds. Who loves that? Your mom, you know who Gina. <laughs> Gina. My mother does love it, and Gina loves it. I love it too, but I'm just saying when I find Someone else on my mat because sometimes I turn it on and I <laughs> yeah, go like hop in the shower yeah. and I yeah and I let it heat up and then I come out and there's Gina just like a little <laughs> just a little pig and something <laughs> you know what I also love the red light LED face mask people ask me all the time like oh what are you doing for your skin not to brag uh, but 
I'm bragging about it, but that's what I do. I mean, just sunblock and and that face mask. That's it. I mean, it's a recipe for success. And by <laughs> success, I mean beauty. Um, guys, also, you just want to get into it. It like yeah. recharges your cells. It makes you feel relaxed and grounded. It's just all so good. Get your own sauna blanket and mat and red light mask today at higherdose.com. You can use promo code BEST at checkout and you're going to save 15% off. That's higherdose.com, promo code BEST, or just go to higherdose.com slash busy and you will save 15%. I also want to just say, just throwing it out there, it makes an excellent gift. Yes, it's a really excellent, thoughtful gift. It's a really gift. nice gift. And you can go in with some of your friends. Yeah. For someone, you don't have to like buy it all yourself. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, for a friend, like getting getting one of the mats or the sauna blankets for a friend or or the red light yeah. mask or all of them for a friend for a big birthday. Yeah. Come on, guys. Or it makes an Get excellent gift, gift to ask for as well. Ooh, Casey, you're so smart. <laughs> You know, we're all hard, hard to buy for, right? But if you have someone special in your life that, you know, maybe is looking to get you something for a big birthday or for uh, a holiday coming up or an anniversary, give them the hint. or Give just them the hint. More than a hint. Just tell them. Just tell them. People just like to be told things sometimes. <laughs> Go get your sauna on. Okay, so whilst we were gone, yeah, we Gina was like staying at the house, and we had like people at the house staying with Gina. Yeah. Anyway, we got back, and Gina was like being like a little weird about. Okay, well, two things. Number one, there's a backyard in the place yeah. in the in the townhouse, and obviously. That's where Gina goes to do, her, do her biz. Yeah. I wish we could think of a better thing for dogs. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, it's so closely related to your name. So it must feel personal. Business? Yeah. Like people say get busy to their dog to make them go. So I've never heard that. <laughs> I've never heard that. You've never that heard feels, that? No, that feels like you just made that up to be mean. <laughs> um. <laughs> No, but, um, no, I just mean like, you know how you can like potty train cats? Like it feels yeah. like you should be able to do that with dogs. Yeah. It feels like they should be able to, it feels like dogs should be able to use a toilet. Yeah, I'm they're, sorry. They're just smart. Does. Well, cats like love water for some, you know what I mean? Like they love to mm -hmm, play. They're mm -hmm. curious about it. So I think that's like our, our old RIP cats trained themselves to go. We would like catch them on the toilet, going in the toilet. And we never made an effort to teach them but like if Matt well left, that's I mean I have to say that's special <laughs> but I just think it's something about like cats are like yeah water's water I dig it I mean that is really yes but anyway I'm like very interested in finding an alt oh my god that again back to the Jack Black movie <laughs> <laughs> envy guys if you if you didn't hear the first podcast where we tried to figure out the movie envy <laughs> don't worry about it just know that 
<laughs> just know that Jack Black's character is on a mission to try to eliminate dog shit from the world. <laughs> and it becomes, and it becomes a whole thing. But anyway, so, um, so anyway, so Gina, okay, a couple, okay, a couple of things. I'm just like, I'm all over the place with the story. Okay. Yeah. So Gina's been like weird about going out and like, I didn't really understand what's happening, whatever. And then Blake had mentioned like, oh, I wanted to tell you this weird thing happened while you were gone. I like fed Gina in the morning and then she just like walked over to the rug in the kitchen and just peed on it after she ate. And I was like, huh, that's really weird. And like, this is a fully trained dog who's been fully trained for a long time. That's bizarre. Yeah. But she, well, you know, she's also a bit of a drama queen. She's sitting over there, so I have to talk quietly. <laughs> yeah. You I know mean, what I mean? I mean, it's possible that she was mad because you left. Oh, oh, it's possible. Yeah. So anyway, um, cut to... I was like, huh, that's weird. And he was like, but I cleaned it up and it was like, you know, I think it's fine. And then I took her out and like, whatever. Cut to Mark calling me yesterday in like a state because he watched Gina walk over to the carpet and pee on it. And then he was like, what the heck is happening? And then he lifted up the corner of the carpet and then lifted it all the way up. And it's like... I mean, it looks like she's been peeing there literally for one month straight. Oh, no. Like, it was, like, soaked into the hardwood. Like, you could smell, like, if you lean down and smell the hardwood, it smells like pee. Oh, no. Which, you know, I'm not in the mood for this. No, I'm never. Yeah, I... I, I'm just not in the fucking mood for this right now. I'm with you. It's like one more thing that I truly am not in the mood for. So um, (laughs) I was pretty fucking bummed. And also, like, it's not her fault. Like, if she was, you know, she's a pandemic dog. Yeah. Truly. If, like, she can't let herself out. She can't let herself out. We don't have a doggy door. I don't think that's a thing people do in New York because, you know robbers I guess I don't know <laughs> right. I don't know yeah but anyway we don't have one and uh and also like maybe she was mad maybe no one was paying attention whatever the case is she obviously then just decided yeah or got conf- her little dog brain just like got confused and then was just like well this is where I pee now yeah you know okay. so I looked online so we rolled up the ru- the little rug and put it downstairs. We'll deal with that later. Like it'll have to be like professionally yeah, cleaned. cleaned. Um, I put like a ton of baking soda on it and let it sit for over 24 hours. That was like a thing I read. Okay. And then I vacuumed it up. And actually I have to say it like the smell part It really did work. Okay. The other thing people have suggested or did suggest is hydrogen peroxide or vinegar. Okay. But 
I felt like the baking soda did a pretty good job. Okay. And we're obviously not going to put a carpet back there. But then, you know what I did get? What? It was the only thing I wanted for my birthday, really. The Bissell little green machine. Oh, I have that. You do? Yes. Always? Yes. Well, see, if we lived in the same place, like you could have just, just loaned mine. it yeah, to I me. Yeah, I could have loaned it to you. Do you love it? Yes. I mean, it's great because it's little and you can just whip it out and clean up things. You can attend to things as soon as you notice it. But yeah, we use it on everything. Get a blood stain out of a mattress. Excuse me? A blood stain out of a mattress? What's happening? You've never gotten blood. You've never gotten your period on your mattress? Well, honestly, no. But, um, <laughs> no, Or a bloody nose. A bloody nose. <laughs> no. I've done both of those things. I mean, okay. It's really helpful. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's yes. so good. It's so good. I'm so glad Great. you got it. So did you use well, I, that? Well, no, I just, because they were out of the pet odor, deodorizing cleaning solution. Okay. So I had to wait for that to come. So I'm going to do that okay. like later today, I think. Okay. And then I'm going to bring it over here and I'm going to use it on like so many things. And I'm excited. Yeah, it's very exciting. And it's also fun if you're like into vintage furniture, like Eli uses it to clean up stuff all the time. Um, in my experience, an enzymatic cleaner is a good thing to use on... Uh, Pet pee and poop. What's an enzymatic cleaner? What is exactly? That? It's like it's basically, basically, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it is similar, I think, to kombucha, but it's a cleaner. So it's like a fermented cleaner with enzymes in it that like uh, dismantle the gross molecules of pee. Can I just? use kombucha because I have a lot of kombucha currently. Yeah, you probably could. Or vinegar would probably work in the same way. It's, I mean, I think it's all on the same idea. Here's the, th you know that I love science. I do. You know, I'm a science bitch. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things, like, I don't love the act of cleaning, but I am very interested in the science of cleaning. And so whenever you have a type of stain, whenever people are like, oh, you put meat tenderizer on that, you put vinegar on that, it's always about what will scientifically counteract whatever the stain is made out mm -hmm, of. That's mm -hmm. why... Certain things work on certain things and certain things don't work on other things. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah, you probably could just use kombucha on there. Well, I might try it. I don't know. <laughs> See, really again, know. if you were here, we have like a four-gallon bucket of enzymatic cleaner. You want to put it in like a little thing and just <laughs> mail it to me? I wish With I could. With that sunscreen just, from Trader Joe's? DM it to you. I know. That sunscreen Ugh. is hot stuff. So you have pee problems. Oh, I got some pee problems. Um, That's a bummer. It is. I also, it just like made me feel bad for Gina. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I get, l listen, she has a good life. She has a good life. But sometimes a dog just picks a spot that they like to pee in for whatever reason and you know, okay. you have a spot you like to pee in, too. It just happens that it flushes into the sewer. And so it's not a problem. I remember one of Birdie's friends when they were little was like, Busy, you know how 
when you're in the shower and you pee. And I was like, (laughs) I mean, not always, no, but like, I guess I have before. And she was like, oh, I do every time. Every time I get in the shower, I pee. (laughs) And I was like, you know, kids are just like the best. Yeah. For things like that. Yeah. Wasn't it Madonna who, like, said that she peed in the shower, too, because it got rid of athlete's foot? Oh, my God. Yes, I remember that. And it's like um, (laughs) the thing on Friends when they're at the beach, the jellyfish (laughs) thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is not true. I think doctors let us know peeing on a jellyfish sting doesn't really do anything, right? It's just um, perverted, right? Why was it perverted? Because, <laughs> you know, people are always like, let me pee on it. They're so eager <laughs> to like. I think people, because I don't think it's perverted. I think it's like um, primal. I think maybe. people want to, I think people want to like pee on things. Yeah, maybe. And like pee is sterile, kind of, right? Is that true? Doctors, please I don't, let wait, us wait, know. Wait, 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 wait. There's some, okay, my friend, one of my friends in LA posts literally the most insane. He, he's just like a, he's just a, like, I'm kind of obsessed because he's just become like a meme aggregate account. Yeah. Like, which is just like, you know, those people in your life where you're like, Okay, I guess this is your journey. Like yeah. I this is you use social media for one thing. Just and it is spread memes. Just meme it up, meme it up <laughs> and like and like just give me the memes, all the TikToks, the memes, the fucking whatever. So my friend Ed is like truly a meme queen. Yes. And and like TikTok, whatever. I just like all the like most insane, ridiculous shit. I on the internet is like I see because of him. Yeah. So uh, he had this thing posted. I just had to click on it and then I just had to go to the guy's account. It's like this like, he's like a mountain naturalist mountain man (laughs) who's like totally bald with like this big beard. I'm sure someone listening has seen it. Um, And he's just like talking about his pee as he's like peeing off camera. Sure. And then, and then he drinks it. Yeah. I have heard about like people. It is so fucking disgusting and horrifying and I couldn't stop laughing, but it's so gross. (laughs) Again. And he's also so like sure of himself. Yeah. Which is just like, we need That's to the part. like we need to probe the science on this a little bit because here's the thing I believe that urine Do we? Is, Do we? I believe that urine is sterile. I have seen where people and this might be like a cultural thing or it might just be like one of those things. I don't know. I haven't ex- I haven't investigated. I have seen people online who are like, I do use my first urine of the morning to try to clear up the acne on my face. And I have, what? yes, people like wipe their face down with their urine 
And they, some people swear by it. I and wish I'm like, you guys could see my face right now. I know, but I'm saying like, if I was, if I was troubled by acne and I really, you know, wish to clear it up, I, pro- I, I would go to a fucking good dermatologist. I'm not like wiping my pee <laughs> on my face. Jesus. Well, first of all, like not everybody has access to a good dermatologist. And like you, especially when you're a teenager, like your parents are like tough shit. You have zits, like just deal with it. You know, I might put pee on my face. I don't know if somebody. You know, it's my own pee. I mean, people do like poop transplants too. And people take like they swallow poop capsules for like, and that is by on recommendation of a doctor. Fecal transplants. Fecal transplants, right. Some I know, that's a whole thing. I know, it's a whole thing. capsules of the poop of other people. So I don't know that I if I was like... That's about, but that's a... I don't know. I know, I, but uh, like, uh, think, uh, uh. think if you had really bad acne. I don't... I'm just saying, like, psychologically, mm-hmm. if someone told me pee might work, you might want to try it, I would do that. But then drinking your own pee is another thing altogether because it's not even encapsulated in a mm-hmm. capsule. And I think we have to remember that while pee might be sterile, again, scientists, you tell us. I don't think pee is sterile under all circumstances because, like, it might be sterile when, when it's in you, but once it starts to come out of parts, it's touching things that aren't sterile, most certainly. But um, pee is to, like, filter stuff out of your body. So, like, even though it might be sterile, it's still, like, waste product. So I don't, I don't see... I'm confused as to how someone could think that that's like nourishing. That's like what your body wanted out of it. Mm. You know? I don't like it. I, yeah, I mean, listen, the wonders of pee, right? That could be like a whole podcast in and of itself. No, I think that's what this like guy's whole identity is. (laughs) I'm not kidding. He's just talking about vitamin P. I swear, I think his whole fucking, his whole identity is just pee. Wow. Pee vibes. I'm going to find out. I'm going to look into this guy and see what he's trying to sell. I, don't, I mean, he's, he's, he's like, he, it goes on and on and on. He go, it went on and on and on. Like it really went on and on and on huh. while he's peeing out of frame. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, if you only drank your own pee, I just feel like you would eventually die. He must drink other things because your pee is just going to get more and more concentrated until you're like. No, I think he drinks other things. He's like, okay, he's like a, you know, he's like a, I don't know, markets himself like he's an expert or something. Okay. So he drinks other things for fun, but oh, God. Uh, for health, he drinks his pee. <laughs> It's like totally insane. <laughs> um. So wait, wait. I didn't finish the Gina thing. Finish so let Gina. me just explain. So let me just explain. Um. I think that. So then, we've been noticing before the P discovery. We had been noticing that she was like very skittish about the backyard. Yeah. And we can't, we couldn't figure out what was going on. And it felt like we just didn't, I just didn't know what was happening. Oh, then Mark was like, yesterday or something, he's like, Ugh, there was like this piece of a dead bird in the backyard. Oh I was like, oh God, that's terrible. But you know, I'm scared it's Gina because, yeah, remember, Gina killer. the bird killer. Yeah. 
Okay. I think there's a hawk in the neighborhood that just like showed up at some point. Yeah. And I think Gina's rightfully terrified of the hawk. Sure. And I think that the hawk killed that bird. Okay. Not the bird that Gina killed a while back, but that was, that was another time, another place. But because this morning I took Gina out and I heard what can only be described as a hawk's call. (laughs) (laughs) It was a hawk and I couldn't see it, but I did notice there used to be like a ton of little birds in the neighborhood. Yeah. And those guys are all gone. They're not in the trees. Yeah. So what I think must have happened, or maybe they migrated the fuck out of here because it's too hot. But what I think must have happened is that while we were gone, Gina was out in the yard. Maybe battled the hawk. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe the hawk swooped down on Gina. This is maybe Gina, maybe Gina saw. The hawk murder a bird. This is like the staircase. (laughs) (laughs) You're about to get a six-part series on Netflix. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Actually, yeah, it's coming to Peacock this fall. (laughs) Starring Pete Davidson as Gina. <laughs> oh my god. Literally insane. Um anyway, I'm convinced that she's been sort of freaked out by some hawk terrorizing the small animals in the neighborhood. That's now is this a thing that happens in New York City proper? I don't know. Yeah, there's hawks all over that place. I don't know. Hawks are always like building a nest on the side of a high rise and people are like, yay, we have a hawk. Hawks are good. Um, I think they're a good omen. Yeah, I mean, you know, they they get rid of vermin, but they also, I think they do uh, harass small birds. And maybe. And maybe small one, dogs. One little Gina. Yeah, yeah. Who was like, oh, uh-uh, absolutely <laughs> Not. Oh my gosh. We also have a hawk in the backyard. It's like nest is right next door. And uh, I do think that it, we do also find bird parts. So, yeah. Okay. It's too much of a downer to just like, but now I already said, but like one time we found like a dead little bird when I was like going out to go in the swim spa. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, what are you going to do? Like, who knows how that happened? I think it was that hawk. Um, but then when I was in the swim spa, like I just noticed these two, I don't know what type of bird it was, but they were frantically like flying all over the yard. And I was like, oh my God, that's their baby. I I had a whole story. That's their baby. They're desperately looking for their baby. We threw it in the garbage. Ah! Uh, (laughs) But I mean, it was so sad, but then it was like every bird in the neighborhood, like convened on our yard, every hummingbird, every Oriole, every... Every, every dove was like singing mournfully on the wires above. And it was just like, there were a thousand birds in my, I had to leave the swim spot because I was like, oh my God, it's like a full 
you know, murder investigation, bird murder investigation is happening in my yard. The birds. I'm the number one suspect. Mm -hmm. Rightfully Mm -hmm. so, because I was involved in disposing of the body, but I had to leave. It was too sad for me. I don't even know if the story I was telling myself was true, that those were the bird parents looking for their bird baby, but I I had to go inside. I had to leave. I had to cut my swimming short. Yeah. I'll say... It was too much. And then, like, I probably had chicken for dinner. So what the fuck? I, my brains are broken. All of ours are. <laughs> I mean, we have, we have a disconnect between the food we eat and, like, stuff. 100%. 100%. It is what it is. Oh, you had a good salad. You know what I had yesterday? Mm. This is going to be mm. weird, but I wanted to tell everyone about it. Is that... Um, Matt, my husband, who loves Mm -hmm. his favorite thing is watermelon. Like every year he gets older. Watermelon is in season. It's in season. And like he's just happy that he lived to to another watermelon season. You know, like that's Mm. that's a reason to go on uh, and Mm -hmm. live to be 100 is for for 50 more watermelon seasons. Anyway. Matt, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but he's developed an issue with eating seeds. He can't, every time he eats anything that has seeds, like sesame seeds or... Diverticulitis? Yes. I mean, yes, that's that's, uh, what it is. But he has like crippling stomach pain every time he eats. And so I got a seedless watermelon for his birthday and he ate a little bit of it and crippling pain because it still has like the little white ghost seeds in it. Mm-hmm. So cut to, we had like a million pounds of watermelon with no one to eat it except for me. And like, I'm not that super, I mean, like I don't mind watermelon, but I wouldn't like go out of my way to like carry a, carry, I carried a watermelon to carry a watermelon, um, to get a watermelon or cut it up or eat it. I feel like that's sure. such an effort, but we, he had already cut it all up. So we had just tons of watermelon and I went to make myself a salad yesterday and I was like, We have so much watermelon and it's going to go bad if I don't do anything with it. So Mm -hmm. I just put um, watermelon in a bowl and I was like not that stoked about it. And then I was like, since I'm not that stoked about it, I put like a leftover container of Greek salad dressing on it. It was delicious. Okay. Because I was like, I've seen like a watermelon and feta salad like in in like the New York Times recipe section. And I was like, well, I have some Ken's Steakhouse Greek dressing here. Let me just put a it on. Watermelon and feta is the best. Yeah, it's so good. But I didn't. Watermelon, feta, balsamic vinegar. Okay, now I'm on board. Yeah, now I'm yeah. on board. Now I it understand. Was, it was I understand really what good. you're saying. It was really That's great. good. That's if a great idea. If you're faced with a thousand pounds of watermelon that you don't know what to do with, just try some salad dressing on that shit. It was good. I give, I mean, it, an, I give it an eight. I really, really enjoy a watermelon, feta, basil salad with. Drizzle of some balsamic. <laughs> Woo! I don't love Woo! balsamic vinegar. Isn't that? All right, all right, all right. Isn't no, that weird? Right. No, everybody it. loves it, but I, I just it. feel I like it. 
sometimes I'm over it. Sometimes I understand. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Sometimes I'm like, it's, uh, you know how things like foods like go out of fashion, like truffle is everything. And then people are like truffles over, like some chef will say that truffles over or sun-dried tomatoes are over, which I agree with. I don't agree with sun-dried tomatoes ever having been a thing. Wait, sun-dried tomatoes have been over literally since 1987, babe. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. But like there was a time when they were like the biggest deal and people, it was like orange ruffy. They were like orange ruffy. And it's like they were celebrities. Sun-dried tomatoes. Sun-dried tomatoes and orange oh, ruffy are like showing up They were up making on special appearances red on carpets. every fucking menu. <laughs> <laughs> but I have always wondered when balsamic vinegar is going to suffer a backlash, but it never has. I don't know. I mean, I feel like ranch really made a comeback, like a real play to like balsamic, I think, like was really just there yeah. for balsamic like holding, is, ranch holding is pop court. culture. And balsamic is culture. Yeah, but I think that even culture has switched now to pop culture and it's like <laughs> has embraced a buttermilk ranch. <laughs> you know, I maintain and I only was paid by them one time. And guys, I'm tech avail. You know, I'm looking for that money. Uh, I maintain, though, that Hidden Valley Ranch is the best fucking ranch around. It, you don't oh, need anything yeah. else. You yeah. don't need someone... Don't need someone to be like, here's my homemade fucking no. buttermilk. Blah, no. blah, 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 blah. I, by the don't way, waste, I hate when people do that. Don't waste your time. It's right there in a bottle. Why am I going to spend $30 buying the ingredients to spend an hour making homemade ranch when the perfect version is the right perfect. there? And if you feel like you need to like make something, buy the powder. Buy that fucking powder. Yeah, stir up that Get powder. Get in it. Yeah. I love a powder. Oh. I agree. Suddenly salad. That's why we love suddenly salad. Exactly. The ramen packets when you get, I love anything that comes in like a seasoning packet is good for me. Taco seasoning is the one thing where I'm like, it. Mm. you should make it yourself because you want to use so much more than comes in the packet, you know? So that's where I'm like, make a big bulk, a big bulk container. Mark used to do that back in the day. Seasoning. He would yeah. make a big bulk container of taco seasoning. Yeah. But also like I feel like part of it is that those ones, sometimes the store-bought ones are just have so much sodium. Is this the content, salty. guys? Yeah. Are we just it's... like <laughs> fuck is happening to us? What is happening? It's not uh... it's not necessarily good content. It's just we're just having a chat about taco seasoning, inauthentic old El Paso taco seasoning. It is very salty. And we are. Uh, I mean, I've gotten the low sodium before. Yeah. And it's not probably as good. And like, but we don't need the sodium, you know? (laughs) Well, you could probably use a little sodium right now to keep some water in your body. Because your your city is trying to desiccate you. I don't know. I feel like I'm all fluff. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you do love a sauna. So, you know, just look at it like New York City is your personal... It's not the same. You Sauna. know it's not the same? <laughs> Definitely not the same. Just walk around in a towel and be like, make it the new thing. You're an influencer. I don't want to do that. Towel girl summer. I don't think that's the move for me. <laughs> I just don't think. I just don't. I just don't see it in my future. I just don't see it in my future. Oh, my goodness. Digs, digs. Digs, digs. <laughs> That's not the best. 
It's not the best. But listen, you know what is the best? What? The Revel Dog Crate. From Diggs. From Diggs. Gina loves it. And Gina does really like it. It's so easy to move. That's like one of my favorite things about it is that that crate looks great, blends in, like honestly, looks so cute. It's like, <laughs> it really does. Yeah, and you can just raise it and collapse it with one hand. Uh, Gina really loves it too. She likes to be in it. You know, she was crate trained when she was a baby. And then like, I didn't know if she was going to ever want to return to the crate. And guess what? She does not mind it at all. Turns out oh, they good. remember. Yeah. yeah, they feel they safe remember. in there. Yes, their little cave. You should also check out Diggs's passenger travel carrier. It's five-star crash test rated. Everyone's traveling with their pets this summer, and it's mm-hmm. small enough to fit under your airline seat, but it has plenty of room for your little buddy. So if you're traveling and you've been anxious about how to make that a safe trip for your pet, look into Diggs with two Gs, passenger travel carrier. But also you can use it in your car. Yeah. Yeah. And it's designed with safety first, as all things for our beautiful little pets should be. Um, And our little pets love us, and we need to show them that we love them in return by taking good care of them. I agree. So make your pets more comfortable with Diggs' fantastic products. For a limited time, get 15% off your entire Diggs order. To get this offer, you need to go to Diggs.com. D-I-G-G-S dot pet, P-E-T slash busy, B-U-S-Y. That's digs dot pet slash busy. Order today. Go to digs dot pet slash busy, D-I-G-G-S. <gasps> ZocDoc. Oh my God, you guys, we love ZocDoc. Are you guys using it yet? <laughs> How do we, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I swear to God, please let us know. Sometimes Katie says that she, like, I hear this a lot, like that she talks back to our podcast. Yes. And it is, there are moments like this where I'm like, I want people to talk back to me. Like, have you taken our advice? ZocDoc is literally the greatest. It's a free app. It shows you doctors who are patient reviewed, who take your insurance and who are the best of all available to see you when you need them. Yes. You guys, it's exhausting, especially for me. It has been being in a new city, trying to navigate, finding doctors for my children, for myself, for everyone, literally. I'm going back to ZocDoc found Mm. uh, great dermatologist Mavis Billups Saturday. Wait, you're going back to Mavis? Yes. She wants to follow up with me on how my nose infection's doing. How did it, how is it doing? Is it good? It's great. It's all cleared right. up. She took care of it. It's great. So I'm just going back and maybe she'll give me more sage life advice. We might cry a little and uh, maybe she'll check out some moles or whatever. But Mavis is the best. Well, I love that. And I love that you found the doctor that was right for you, which is what ZocDoc specializes in, guys. Um, every month, millions of people use ZocDoc. I am definitely one of them. You know, it's how I found my ENT when I had the worst sinus infection ever here in New York. Um, It's my go-to when I need to find and book a doctor that I know is going to be good. I can read the reviews. I can find out things that like 
you need to know before you get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, anyway, I just truly cannot recommend it enough. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. ZocDoc. So in the chaotic world of healthcare, let ZocDoc be your trusted guide to find a quality doctor in a way that is very pain-free. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. But anyway, go to ZocDoc.com slash doing her best and download the ZocDoc app for free. And then you start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Lots are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash doing her best. ZocDoc dot com slash doing her best. You know what happened um, this week besides like ongoing saga with Carvana, still waiting on an estimate if my car is fixable, but in the meantime, can't drive it anywhere, so Mm -hmm. might as well be unfixable. Mm. Um, So still waiting to see if the Carvana situation is going to be fixed um, or how that's going to go. So spending a lot of time at home, really sad because like I just woke up with a start one morning, and I was mm. like, I should check if the 12-foot Home Depot skeleton is available now. Yeah, you're obsessed. I already missed it. I already missed, like, the big ordering time. It was in July. So, like, clearly, mm. I'm not serious about owning a 12-foot skeleton. You're obviously not. I'm I mean, just, I'm just going to say it. Yeah. I'm say I it. mean, I, I hadn't been training for it like other people. Someone <sighs> did advise me to join a 12-foot skeleton Facebook group because that's where all the intel happens. On sure. If, like, an, tracks. Yeah. if an outlier comes up and someone sees one in a store mm-hmm. that's within mm-hmm. driving distance. I know we're all supposed to get off Facebook, but that shit is entertaining. The 12-foot skeleton group is every bit as entertaining as the Buy Nothing group has ever been. And I, you know, while I'm still uh, nursing at the teat of Facebook and trying to wean myself off of it, uh, that 12-foot skeleton group is entertaining as hell. Well, you got to entertain yourself. (laughs) People are like... People will post on there, hey, has anyone seen uh, a 12-foot skeleton at any Home Depots in the Northwest? I was told they're in stock. Now they're out of stock. They canceled my order, blah, 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 blah. And, like, some guy will, in all sincerity, I'm going to get kicked out of the group for, like, revealing what goes on in the group. But some guy in all sincerity. Is it like fucking Fight Club? What's happening? I mean, I just, because I'm kind of, like, in a mocking way, but it, are you? You really want one of those fucking skeletons. I really do. But I'm saying like somebody will be like, has anyone seen one? Because my order got canceled and blah, blah, blah. And their whole saga. And then some guy will sincerely comment like, you just have to be dedicated. You have to put in the work every day. And when you do that, eventually it will pay off and your skeleton will come to you. You can't just come on here asking for skeleton handouts. Like, what do you expect? Someone's just going to give you a skeleton because you want That's not it? That's true. This isn't I'm true. not even joking <laughs> I'm gonna. You guys, is America okay? <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's like for real. I am, like, <laughs> I'm concerned. You're very entitled. You think you're just gonna get skeleton handouts? No, you have to work for it. Like I have, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, and one day when you've put in the work, you'll get your skeleton. You don't just get it just by asking. 
I mean, now I want someone to just give that girl a skeleton, though. <laughs> it's insane, but very... Because doesn't it, wouldn't it stand to reason that, like, skeletons come to you when you need them most? That's what I, I mean, like, like mushrooms. Like everything? You know, yeah. Like, that's, that's like what... Like life? Like life, yeah. So, but this guy believes it's because of his hard work and dedication to the craft of purchasing one item from Home Depot... That, that, you know, <laughs> he just wants everyone to, to put in the work like he did. Is there a place where it's like less popular, the skeletons? I don't know. Like, I don't think know. so. It seems pretty nationally popular. Maybe in Canada. Because like one time we were in Canada and um, Justin Trudeau uh, was at the ice cream shop and my kids ran over there to get their picture taken with Justin Trudeau. And um, all the Canadian people could not understand why we gave a shit about their prime minister. And they were like, why, do, why does everyone want their picture with that guy? And I was like, oh, he's like massive. He's like a celebrity. And they were all like, we don't get it. So maybe in Canada, if they have Home Depot in Canada, people are like, why would everyone want this giant stupid skeleton? The skeletons like Justin Trudeau. Yeah, it, it, and and Justin Bieber. Very popular. Very popular. And I know, Canadians, I know that for some of you, Justin Trudeau isn't popular in that way and that you have concerns about him. Oh, I get really? It. I don't know anything about it. I mean, there's always concerns with anyone. I know he's done some some stupid stuff. I feel stuff. like he's been prime minister forever. He has... <laughs> He he really has. I mean, yeah. He How has. does it work there? Like, that is they, a good question. It just stays. You just stay. Does he do anything? Does he have any? <laughs> he goes. Rights? He goes to ice cream stores. I mean, so does Joe Biden. We know that. We know that. We know that guy loves ice cream. I have been laughing at the dark Brandon memes. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't know what they are. I missed it. I missed the whole thing. Okay, so I've been you in know, a little like, bit of a. You've been in like a, a life hole. I've been in a I've been in a life hole. Um, so you know about Let's Go Brandon when you know when people were chanting, I believe at a NASCAR race, "Fuck Joe Biden." Someone said, "I think they're saying Let's Go Brandon." And so then, um, right wing Republican people, it's been like kind of the one half humorous time that they've been half humorous started saying let's go brandon when they really meant fuck joe biden so anyway this week uh i never knew that oh okay okay well i never knew the origins okay so I'm, pr I'm probably explaining it not just to you but to other people that missed it so anyway let's go brandon has been a thing and it trends on twitter all the time because that's one thing that conservative people are good at is making things trend on twitter probably with the help of a bot army, but whatever. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Um, but this week, Donald Trump has had a very bad week. And as president, Joe Biden has had a pretty good week getting some things accomplished. And so people have been, um, liberal people have been calling him Dark Brandon. I don't, I don't know the exact origins <laughs> of it, but they keep tweeting this like comic book type picture of Joe Biden with glowing eyes. 
What's a, oh, okay, okay. That and it makes funny. me laugh. And it does harken back to a character that my son Lincoln invented named Twin Manuel Miranda, <laughs> who is Lin Manuel Miranda's evil twin. And if you get Lincoln in the right mood, he will do like a Hamilton style rap for you, but in the voice of Twin Manuel Miranda. And it is pretty funny, but. I don't, you know, he has to be in the right mood to do it. But anyway, I like um, Dark Brandon. I like the Dark Brandon memes. Uh, the former president of the United States' home at Mar-a-Lago was, um, he said raided. But I don't really, it's not like they didn't come in. The FBI didn't come in with guns. They just gave a little surprise visit to find some documents in his house. And uh, so that was... That was entertaining for me. That was an entertaining day. When was that? Yesterday? It was yesterday. It already seems like a million years ago. And I'm sure by I, the... It really, really does. By the time we wrap this up, maybe something else will, evil, will even have happened new. Because I feel like it's just that... Mm. I mean, that happened on a Monday. So I just feel like this week is going to be a roller coaster of things happening. I think it's going to be... It's a full moon. Yeah. I think it's going to be a fucking roller coaster, guys. <laughs> so hang in there. But okay. It, it I mean I don't want to get my hopes up too much because we've gotten our hopes up in the past, but it did make me feel like a little bit like okay, you know, things were happening when the Ahmad Arbery um yeah. Ruling, uh, you know, not ruling, but when the uh, the Ahmad sentencing sentencing happened, that gave me a little hope of like, okay, you do. Uh, it's not justice. Justice would be for him to be here, but right, and also right, and also Brianna Taylor. Yes, yes, indictment as yes. well. Yes, so for the cops, right? Um, okay, so yeah, like I guess you're right. It so has, I, and then like. Yeah, there's been stuff. I Sorry, am, guys. I'm just a little bit. No, it's okay. It's okay. No, but the, <laughs> those things have given me hope. And then when I hear like, oh, they did go and actually like pull some files out of Mar-a-Lago and surprised Donald Trump, uh, you know, he wasn't tipped off in any way. Then I'm like, okay, people have been working at this and, you know, and that's a good thing. And the Democrats I mean, have accomplished some things this week. Could they be better? Yes. That's why we need to elect like a thick majority. I had a really nice, nice. I had a great, I had a good meeting this morning. Oh, you did? Um, Yeah. With this organization that I think I'm going to join as the like um, chair of the creative council. They asked, they're starting a creative council and they asked me if I would be like the chair guys. The main, <laughs> the main creative council person. Amazing. It's called Vote Mama. Nice. And I met the woman who started it at that Gillibrand event last month. Um, but it's a, it's a super pack. It's a super pack right. for the good guys. Right. Guys, is- for the good guys. <laughs> Specifically... Specifically, moms running for office. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, it's very cool, and uh, and now I don't know. We'll talk about it more in another time in our lives. In yeah, the, in the future. Yeah, we have a lot. We have we have 
we have days to go, but uh, I'll, I'll like I'll bring it back up again in a little bit when I'm gonna. I'll have some things to that I'm that we're gonna work on that I'll bring to bring to you guys, my friends, my friends out there. <laughs> Can I tell you a story really fast? Yeah, please. Because I just remembered it. Yeah. Um, I've been having like I said like I'm like sorry guys I'm like out of it like I don't know what's going on I don't know it's just been a weird tame in my leaf um, and things have been really hard and um, two nights ago uh, I it was been so hot here you know and uh, poor Gina just has been like in our house also Birdie told me this and like. Honestly, guys, I can't even look up if it's true. But Birdie was like, don't take Gina to doggy daycare because dogs can get monkeypox. Did you know that? I don't know that, but... Well, Birdie said it with such an authoritative tone. Right. And then pass it to their owners that I was just like, okay, I don't even want to like... I don't even need to look. Like, I don't need to look it up. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like... The dog doesn't need to go to doggy daycare. We're right. home, you know. Right. It's fine. But she really does miss playing with other. She needs her like pack time with other dogs. Otherwise, she gets like. Right. She's not feeling right. She doesn't feel right. Um, Which I'm like, same girl, same. Anyway, uh, so when Birdie was babysitting, Cricket was on with her cousin. Um I was like, I'm going to take Gina just like on a long walk. It's night, dusk, sunset, vibes, cooling down, right. you know? Right. And there's a dog park that has like water features, you know? Yeah. So the dogs can like be cool and lay in the water or whatever. And it's yeah. really funny because dogs in water is always funny. Um. So I was like talking on the phone with my friend and I was like, I'm just going to get, I'm going to get a little high on this walk <laughs> okay. on my way. And the dog park was like further than I thought it was. And maybe, and whatever, I just got like kind of high on the walk. And um, <laughs> I sit down, get into the dog park and Gina's like so thrilled. And there's not that many people there because it's like definitely winding down. Although truly... In New York, in this moment, I have noticed, I mean, like, most of the city is, like, not here, like, gone. Yeah. yeah. But the people who are here do not go out of the house until, like, after 7.30 p.m. Right. And then the streets are alive. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like a party. Like, yes. Yeah. Then it's, like, then it's, like, everybody's, like, out in the streets, Right. So I'm like walking Gina, getting high, get to the dog park. There's not that many people there. There's like a woman sitting on a bed. The bench is pretty big. So it was yeah. like, I didn't feel like I was encroaching on her space to sit on the other end of the bench, right? Right, right. Because there were people sitting on yeah. all of the benches. Okay. Yeah. So I sit down, Gina runs off. Um, and there's like a golden retriever. There's like a very engaged owner of like a athletic looking dog <laughs> like you know some kind of dog that like he keeps throwing things for yeah, and he's yeah. like and the guy's like in his probably like in his 20s or maybe 30s I don't know like he's like an airbud type he yeah and he was like a bro like yeah. with a hat and everything 
and like muscles. And um, and the girl next to me looked like she's probably like in her 30s-ish, maybe. I don't know people's ages. <laughs> um, and she seemed really nice. And she had like sort of like an elderly, what looked like maybe like some sort of pug beagle mutt thing. Yeah. You know? He was like a little bit older. And then there was the golden who was like hogging the ball and like sitting in the water. And then there was like this other dog that Gina was like trying to get to play like a black fluffy dog. So anyway, I'm sitting there and I'm like talking on the phone with my friend and like Gina's running around and I had my AirPods in. So like a little bit, I was like, and then I was stoned. So I was like a little bit like at a certain point, I'm like, how loud am I talking? Like this, maybe this is like, maybe I should take one of my AirPods out, you know, whatever. And so like the guy sitting across on the park from the bench that the girl and I are on, like said something to the girl as he's like throwing the ball and she said something back, but I couldn't hear because I had my AirPods on. And then her dog, dog comes up. Oh no. Her dog comes up like at her and Gina was like being very friendly. Gina's always very friendly to like yeah. all the people and animals in the parks. So her dog comes up to her and then just starts doing this thing, like this, like <laughs> and I don't know because Leanne has had pugs in her life, my sister Leanne guys. I just was like that. I don't know. Sometimes like animals with sh short faces and like yeah. those noses, like sometimes they're just like they're overheated and they're just like, they just, I didn't think anything of it, you right, know? Right. Yeah. But then it like just kept happening. And then the guy was like, said something. Okay. And still have both AirPods in, by yeah. the way. Okay. But I can hear it. Okay. But I couldn't hear what the guy said. And I'm talking to my friend. Couldn't hear what the guy said. And then she's like, answers back something. And then I was like, I should take my AirPod out. And I take my AirPod out. And she's like, yeah, it's just, he's okay. It's just, he gets this thing sometimes. He just needs to like, he needs to calm down. I was like, yeah, it's like he's having a seizure or something. What is wrong with me? Oh my God. No, no. Casey, what? <laughs> what was wrong with me? I mean, I was high and yeah. I was just like, so anyway, but, and then I just was like, oh, he's good. Yeah. He's, it's, if, yeah. It's like, he's having a seizure. I mean, I guess he's good though. Like not even like I was so. You said your inside thoughts outside. I said my in, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. I said my inside thought outside and my friend in my ear started like hysterically laughing and was oh like, God. that is one of the more insane things I've ever heard someone say to someone else oh at a dog God. park. That poor girl. She's just like, she's like, God, Busy Phillips, such a fucking bitch. She just like, <laughs> sits down next to me on a bench, just like shouting on the phone and then takes her AirPod out to say my dog is having a seizure. Like oh how rude. And I was just like, I don't know what to tell you. I've like had a rough week. I don't know. It was just my inside thought about the dog. 
it really wasn't though. Like my inside thought was like, oh yeah, I could see how people would be worried because it's like, okay. Right. My inside thought was like, I could see how someone would be worried because it's like the dog is having like a seizure or something really wrong with it. But anyone who's had a pug or one of those dogs that have really flat noses knows that like those dogs, sometimes they just have these little sneezing kind of attacks, like where they need to just calm down and focus on breathing. You guys, oh my God. But I only said... You didn't have One. the further thought. I could no, see I how me saying this to someone who doesn't know me at all would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> you just had only room for the first thought. Well, like a part, like mid thought. <laughs> like it was like, because I didn't even put the part where it's like, oh yeah, I could see how someone would think that something's wrong with your dog. Yeah. But my sister always had pugs so I remember when they would get these like little sneezing fits and it's like oh my god but instead I just was like yeah it's like your dog's having like a seizure or something (laughs) like what no that wasn't what happened in my brain oh my god and then my and then like my friend was just like mercilessly going on and on this bit of like just the girl telling people about it later. Like, even if she doesn't know me, she's like, there was this woman at the dog park (laughs) who was so fucking weird (laughs) and so off and was like, showed up, was just like talking so loudly. Oh my God. That's, well, it's perfect, really. I mean, It is. It's it's a perfect dog park interaction. People, I mean, dog people, right? If they take their dogs seriously. One time we had, I think we had like American Kennel Club, like dog stars on Watch What Happens Live. And there was a dog that was like one of those really like a big breed that has like so much hair. Like it has like, like just chunks of yeah hair. like fluff fluff yeah uh-huh. i don't it wasn't even fluff it was like long hair big dog anyway, oh an afghan i don't it wasn't an afghan i don't even know the breed of dog i'll try to figure it out or you can go back and look but anyway andy said that that dog was a little smelly like he joked that the dog was a little smelly oh, and i no. think he had to like issue an on-air apology <laughs> like immediately the, the like owner immediately. like in the next act because yeah, the sure. owner like read us the riot act and we were like he just <laughs> made like a little joke about the dog being a little it's smelly not fucking funny it is not <laughs> fucking funny <laughs> it's not funny <laughs> wow it reminds me of this time mary tyler moore told this story i forget what show it was on um, whether it was on Letterman or Rosie, because she was a guest frequently on both. But she told this story about how she owned goats. She had like pet goats, I think. I'm like reaching way back into my memories. Honestly, I think, that makes that makes sense to me. I think she had pet goats. And on some show, she had like made a joke about like the goats not being perfect, you know, like that they're pains in the asses or whatever. And some like goat organization wrote the goat lobby. (laughs) It's the goat lobby. Wrote a letter to her. And uh, she was like, I was done when they said the phrase, imagine our pain when you said. Imagine our pain. Imagine our pain when you insulted goats. 
I mean, really, that's all we all have to do is just imagine. Imagine everyone's. Imagine our pain. Imagine everyone's pain. Before I, mean, you, I do. Before I you do. say anything. I do. <laughs> I really do. I always just kind of feel like animals don't speak human language. So anything I say about them isn't going to get back to them. You know what I mean? I don't know. Gina knows. <laughs> I just she feel does. like if I say it in like a friendly tone, then everything's well, fine. I guess so. I you guess know what so. I mean? I mean, like, you, the same could be true, I guess, for people sometimes. For children. You know, kids don't know. As long as like your energy is good, you can say that like a dog is a little smelly or that a goat is a pain in the ass. They don't know. No, they don't, don't know. know. And you're we just like, actually, you're just venting. Know. It's just like venting about an animal. You know, my dogs know that I love them from my energy, but my words sometimes are a little harsh. But like mm. animals that are goofy are like good because you can talk behind their back right in front of them and they don't know as long as your <laughs> energy is good. Oh, my God. Mm. Well, if that woman is listening or any of her, if if a woman complained to you, that she met Busy Phillips in a dog park. And or that she, just that some lunatic in a dog park was rude about her dog sneezing. Maybe you can deliver this message that Busy was high. It was, a, it was a half-formed thought. It was a real, it was, it was a real half-formed thing did that you, I got out. Did you read about that guy that ordered, I don't know if it was like Uber Eats or DoorDash, but... He, when the delivery came, I guess they rang the doorbell. The man rang the doorbell and the guy was talking to his pet. I don't know if it was a cat or dog, but he yelled, get away from the door. And the DoorDash guy just like left the food and like backed away because he thought that the guy was talking to him. But he was really talking to his pet that he didn't want his pet, like, trying to go out the door um, while he was trying to get his food. But anyway, that was a case of where social media was good because they, like, put that man together with his food delivery driver so that he could apologize for yelling, get away from the door at this man that brought him food. And I thought that that that's heartwarming. Yeah. Not when, like, somebody has to, like, have a lemonade stand to buy themselves a new liver. I hate when people are like, this is so heartwarming. This child is having a bake sale to buy themselves new kidneys. And people are like, that's adorable. That's not heartwarming. That no. is, uh, that's disgusting and a symptom of our broken society. But a man reuniting with his DoorDash driver that he was inadvertently rude Charming. to. Charming. When he was charming. yelling at a pet, that's charming and heartwarming and a good a good application of the internet. <sighs> well, we have we have a guest today, which is exciting. Yeah. A, a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like we've also become friendly too, and I really just admire her so much. She's a good egg. Well, the other thing that I am kind of obsessed with is, you know, this podcast is a lot, guys. It's an investment in your time and your energy to s hear us talk <laughs> about pee smells. And we know we know that some of my own very personal close friends have complained about the, the length of this pod. Um, but I found out that uh, our guest is an active listener and a fan. 
It's true. And I was like, a lot of times people will say to me like, oh, I love the pod. Like people I know, people I'm friends with, like I love the podcast. And I'm like, you don't listen to the podcast. Like I just, <laughs> you like, I know they don't. I'm like, I know you heard one episode and that's fine. And like, honestly, bless because, you know, I have that rule about like when you're, okay, so we work in a creative field. Um, if I see a friend promoting a thing, a book, they wrote an episode of a TV show. They are on a TV show, a new TV show. That's great. I have like a one and done rule. Like I apply the same rules that I have for jury duty to um, like friends in the enter entertainment industry. Yeah. I must watch one or sure. read at least five pages or you know what I mean? Buy yeah. the book. Yeah. Buy the album. Download it. Whatever. But beyond that, like, I can't be held to finishing that series. I can't, I can't be... Uh, I mean, if I get sucked in, great. Right. If I want to finish the book, Jenny Mullen's City of Likes, read it twice. Ada Calhoun's genius book, also a poet. Did I give you that book? Mm -mm. I'll send it to you because okay. I bought a couple copies from her book party. Guys, also highly recommend getting Ada's new book, Also a Poet. It's really, um, it's really fucking brilliant. And it's like about the complications of a relationship with a father who you never felt like wanted connection with you. Even though like you share and have so many reasons to be connected. It's like, and her Aww. father, you know, is a, is a pretty famous, well-respected, um, writer himself who Peter Schechtal Schechtal okay he writes he wrote for the New Yorker he was an art, art critic for the New Yorker for years and years and years gotcha and um he was a poet is a poet as well and loved the poet Frank O'Hara and at one point in his career had sold and was writing like a biography of Frank O'Hara oh and never completed it. And Ada has written like 70 books or something like I mean, She's written so many books. Wow. And so then she like kind of sets out to write the biography of Frank O'Hara. Oh, wow. That her father started with like the interviews and all this stuff. And it's just like this whole journey and it's really intense. And I huh. loved it. Huh. That sounds great. It's brilliant. But anyway, my one and one and done... Like when Katie was on, oh, our guest today is Katie Asselton. You know, I've always said it wrong. <laughs> Remember when she was on our talk show? I've been friends with her for years and then she was on Busy Tonight and then I said her name wrong. I don't and think she you was like, on Busy Tonight. Her yes, husband was. was. Oh, so I said her name wrong to him, which is yeah, even yeah. worse. Yeah. <laughs> I think we intended to have her on, but it just didn't, we didn't make it. We didn't make it that long. R.I.P., guys. A lot of people wanted to come on. R.I.P. <laughs> Remember but, Liz Banks was going to give us the, like, exclusive Charlie's Angel trailer. She, yes. like, wanted to give that to us. I'll never forget that. That was... She was very... Um, she was very supportive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys are buds, and she's a cool lady. No, I know, but I'm also friends with a lot of people who weren't, you know what I mean? No, I know. A lot of people were not cool and were, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's, 
business, but like I feel like a lot of people were unnecessarily uh like held, salty? A salty held out on us. Yeah. And, you know. I'll never I'll never forgive those people. <laughs> You know who I'm never going to watch fucking one and done? Those fucking people. They're on a list. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I thought about it and I was like, actually, that's another reason why I was so bummed about Samantha B is because like I just know her to be like pretty gracious. Like she was very gracious to us and like, you know, sent us cookies and like mm-hmm. her whole staff like cheered us on when the show started. And like yeah, she, didn't really have, nice. she didn't have to do that. She didn't know any of us. Yeah, no one and, else did. Yeah. I'm trying to think back to like what shows sent us like, you know, Seth. Well wishes. Yeah. Yeah. Seth. Seth Meyers did. Yeah. And like all the hosts participated in a little bit, except for Conan. Um, didn't never got back to us, but we were able to turn it around because we got Andy Richter. And so right. we had reps from all the late night shows because, um, you know. Andy's the best, and he showed up in person, didn't even tape anything, showed up. Um, And, uh, yeah, but I was trying to remember, like, who sent us muffins or whatever, the universal showbiz language of, like, congrats and good wishes. And I know for sure that Samantha sent us cookies, and Julia Roberts sent flowers. Yeah, flowers and that note that's somewhere in my... (laughs) house somewhere um oh it's on the wall uh Seth Meyers sent us yeah stuff yeah and I think a black lady sketch show did too because they were already in their writer's room oh they were yeah, yeah I think Robin tweeted about it yeah yeah which was nice I don't remember why this started. Katie. We were talking about our friend Katie Azelton, who you Katie might Azelton. know as an actor. She's been on a show. She's on The League. The League. My sons love that show and yeah, watched people every love episode multiple times. Lots of people really loved that show. It ran for years, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's been in lots of movies like... Um, she was in the movie where she played Diane Keaton's daughter. I'm doing this without looking at her bio. Something about a book club, old ladies in a book club, sexy book club. Book club. It's literally just called book club. Four lifelong friends have their lives forever changed after reading Fifty Shades of Grey. And it's old ladies. They're not old. I mean, it's Diane no, Keaton, like Jane Fonda, Candace yes. Bergen, Mary yes. Steenburgen. Okay. And she plays... Diane Keaton's daughter. Oh, okay. I have not seen that movie. I have to. That seems like a good thing to. She and I were both in do. The Gift, that movie, The Gift. Aww. Um, I've known Katie a really long time. I love her. But I remember going to the second movie she directed, Black Rock. Yeah. Like going to a screening of it. And it was when we were just becoming friends, kind of. And I was like, oh my God, she's such a good director. She should direct more movies. And she now she has. She took my silent advice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, so anyway, wait, let's talk to Katie. Oh, Framebridge! Yay, Framebridge! We love Framebridge so much. My Framebridge stuff is so damn cute. Doesn't it look so great? Yes, it really, really, really 
really does. FrameBridge is the best because it makes it easy and, dare I say, affordable Yeah, to frame pictures and artwork and posters and mementos. banners and mementos and things that you are like, oh, I've been holding on to this thing. I mean, that's where it like really came in handy for me is that yeah. after moving and everything, I was like, oh, right. I was meaning to get that thing framed. Right. Here it is now. I have it. What am I going to do? How am I going to do this? And like FrameBridge is like, we got you. Don't worry about it. It's going to be great. Yeah. They can frame practically anything, by the way. You can like go to their website and just upload a photo that you would like framed, like that you just have a digital file for, but you can also physically send them items that you would like framed uh, and they make it so easy. They make it so easy and the frames are so cute and you can see what it looks like, like a a virtual sort of like mock-up of what it's going to look like, a preview before you commit to your frame and mat and, you know, sometimes things you don't want matted or you want to try it and see what it looks like. Um, It's really amazing. They also can help you do like gallery wall layouts, which is pretty fantastic. Um, And they custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang. And I don't know about you, but I, before in my life, have gotten into situations at framing stores where I'm like, I'm sorry, how much? For what? What? (laughs) Excuse me? What are you doing now? Yes. Um, The prices from FrameBridge start at $39 and all shipping is free. Also, heads up, it's a great gift. Yes. Because you also then aren't like paying to ship a gift. Especially for a friend that doesn't live in the place where you live. Right. Because then you're just like, oh, it's just been shipped. It's yeah. Um, <laughs> also, our listeners are going to get 15% off your first order at framebridge.com when you use our code OURBEST. Order online at framebridge.com or stop by a Framebridge store. I've done that. It's Exciting. super fun. Yeah. If you're in New York, D.C., Atlanta, Philly, Boston, or Chicago, get started today. Frame your photos or send someone a perfect gift. Go to framebridge.com. Use the promo code OURBEST to save an additional 15% off your first order. Just go to framebridge.com, promo code OURBEST. Framebridge.com, promo code OURBEST. You know what's so weird right now? My son is um, ha- has been house sitting, but I guess your brother in law is at Leonora's. Yeah, I like made that connection. I was like, this world is bizarre and strange. <laughs> Wait, what? And like, where I don't know. I know the how. I know the people who he's house sitting for. Yes. Oh, because she was like, if the duplasses are a, a few doors down, and then he was like, I mean, is it one of the brothers? And I was like, I mean, I'd assume so. It I is. I think so. It's, yeah, it's the other brother. <laughs> That's what I thought. Not the I one was, you're married to. Not no. the one I'm married to right now. <laughs> I mean, listen, only you never time know. Will tell, Katie. Yeah, only. I time. mean, guys, do you only see time. how I go through houses? How do I go through brothers? <laughs> That's we all we all laugh, but you know, I did make out with brothers once. Yeah, look, it happens. I think everyone should make out with 
brothers. I don't know if I agree. I I don't know if I agree with that. I'm going to (laughs) say I here's what here's what happened for real. I mean, I was very young and I like was like a very sort of like in love with one of the (laughs) brothers. I did make out with brothers. I have also made out with brothers. Okay. See, guys, I think this is plus one. No, thank God. (laughs) Well, you couldn't you couldn't marry one. There's no weird. No, no, no. What if what if you guys broke that story today? Oh, my God. Honestly, all we want is a scoop. We just want a scoop. (laughs) Give us some Diane Keaton hot goss. Give us I'm some old hot you, gods I'm going to give Diane. you the fact that I made out with twin brothers in high school. Whoa. That? Whoa, that's crazy. Not but at the like, same time. No, of no, course but not. Guys, guys. Who knows? That's true, actually. Who knows? Were they easily, were they twins you could easily tell apart or even yeah, though they were identical? Uh, they were not identical, but they looked really similar, but they didn't go to my school. So I wasn't positive which one was which when I first Fair. like crushed on them. Okay. And Fair. their names were like, it was like Jason and James. Course, and so it, it's tricky. Yeah. I mean, I mean, fascinating. I love twin brothers. Do you? Yeah. They make me laugh. I feel like so <laughs> Twin brothers make me laugh because when they really look alike, I don't know why. It's just so funny to me. And then I feel like seeing twin sisters, seeing twin sisters is a good omen. Is it? I I don't know. I'm just saying that. This is not a thing. I don't think this theory I'm okay with it, but that's definitely not a thing. But I'm okay with it. I don't know why to me twin brothers are comical and twin sisters are good luck, but that's, that's how I roll. There's okay. apparently a, a vineyard in Northern California called Scribe that is delicious wine, but it's also run by like gorgeous brothers. Oh. So field trip, anyone? Yes, we're in. Yeah, anyone? I'm in. I want to do it. That, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, Wait, how's it going? Katie, have you been oh, doing um, lots of press? <laughs> yes, I had our, our full press day yesterday. So I'm just like, I'm an empty shell of a human being. Oh I forget how to talk to people. Never mind like talking to people like every four minutes. It's hard. People don't understand what like doing these press junkets entails. I think sometimes they get a sense of it when you see like some actor or director literally lose their brain and malfunction yeah. during a press tour, which happens. Has that ever I, happened I mean, to you? I would love to see it happen. No, no, but I can, I have definitely had those moments where like your brain just stops and you're like, where, you're like, what wait, am, what am I what, saying? What are, what are words? What are, they're I, yeah, just sounds. I know we're talking about And I keep movie. on saying things like authenticity and icon and like, those are my catch words on this. They're the ones I hit real hard. I'm well, right. there are two words that fit with the movie that you directed, Mac and Rita. And yeah, let's just like get all the business because mm-hmm. I'm always like, I'm like the class secretary. Okay. Katie Azelton, our friend, is here. She has directed. Well, we really set her up. I mean, I think, yeah, we I did think in earlier. our setup, just we ca- really set her up. Just oh, that's case. cute. I can't wait to listen. <laughs> um, she listens to the podcast. She has directed a new movie that is out only in theaters. Exclusively. Exclusively in theaters. In theaters For now. Called- Does anyone know what that means anymore? That means I you mean, can only see it in a movie theater you can right just- now go to theaters. It's called Mac and Rita. It's, it's, we were saying, Katie, we were saying it's the perfect 
get out of the heat, go sit in a cold yeah. theater with your moms, your friends, yes. yeah. your people. I mean, even your teens, yeah. your It's I real mean, freaking honestly, hot everywhere. I don't care where you are. Honestly, your children this. will love this movie. I'm not even yeah, I'm not even trying to be weird. Like it's not a kids movie at all, but in the vein <laughs> it's multi-generational. Of like, yes, and in the vein of like shit we loved when we were kids. Like technically, I don't think Big was like supposed to be like a kids movie. No, but it spoke to us in the same way us. it's major. Yeah, way. Didn't we um, all want a trampoline in our apartment? <laughs> well, I mean, you and I both have them, so <laughs> let's Wait, be real. It's true. By the way, actually, that we is did true. grow up and put trampolines, trampolines in our house, in our home. So, <laughs> wait, busy. Can you turn off your fountain? It sounds like is someone's that what that is? behind it me. Does. I'm so sorry, it's, guys. I'm so sorry. It's Hold okay. on. We can't. We can't with the fountain, <laughs> guys. I'm so sorry. I apologize. That was the fountain. <laughs> if Casey's made the decision to edit everything out that I've said until this moment, I get it, but. You know what? I, sometimes I edit that stuff out and then sometimes I'm just like, there's no way to work around it without oh. doing a real serious surgery on the podcast. And those Here's are Here's what I'll tell you though. As a listener, like it's just life. That's, I told you. I told you she listens yeah. to the podcast. I told you I guys. Told you. I, I know she you. does. She, sometimes she'll even message me about <laughs> like something on the podcast. I'm very grateful to you, Katie, for listening. You guys, me it's so too. hard because I, I, you're my friends and, uh, and I like contribute to the conversation that you guys are having. <laughs> and most of the time you don't answer back. Sometimes it feels like you do. Katie was saying this the other night when I, <laughs> I like did this moderated the uh, screening after the screening of Mac and Rita, the movie. And we actually drank like too much wine before the <laughs> a lot. talk. That was a lot of wine. We drank too much wine and not and didn't eat any food because... The Postmates the guy stole it. It well, was stolen. To be fair, or, Katie, I think okay. you just didn't put in the <clears throat> correct address. I put in, not only did I put in the wrong address, but I also think someone stole it from okay, the address. Okay, for sure. I did for put sure. it in. Listen, <laughs> you know what? We have to be able to, we have to be able to hold both things. Yeah. yeah true in this moment, guys. True. That's mm -hmm. what we're at. That's what we're being asked of. Um, but <laughs> it was ridiculous, our Q&A. And she said sometimes she talks back to the podcast and thinks that we're that we actually like answer. I do think sometimes maybe you can hear me. <laughs> it's weird. We can Sorry. feel it. We can feel it. That makes me so happy. I really appreciate that you listen. And I just I admire you so much just because. Well, I admire you and your husband. I'll tell you why I admire your husband most of all, if you want to hear it. You sure. were there when the moment happened. Is that when he he was a guest on Busy Tonight. Guys, just, and, just spoiler, Casey. We talked yeah. about this um, in the Q&A that I oh, did moderated. You? Yeah, I brought oh, it okay. up. Okay. So you, you can already, bring it up for our You already audience. know what yeah. I'm about to say is that um, your husband, Mark Duplass, came on Busy Tonight. And he was really funny. And he played a song that, a love song that I think that he wrote for Sandra Bullock when he was a young man, which yes. um, I loved because that was just funny, straight up funny. But what really won my heart is that Busy would always, for a joke, ask 
um, our male guests. How do you, you have kids, you have a family. How do you do it all? Because how do that's you juggle like, it? how do you juggle it? How do you do it? And uh, most, many male guests never didn't, even got that it was like a joke. It, it went straight over their head. Oh God, that's like, such a great question. No one has ever asked me that before. <laughs> I swear to God, Katie, Yes. It was wild. It was, and it would always make me laugh so hard to either see that they'd be like, oh no, I'm like trapped here. Like I've been trapped (laughs) or, or they would just like take it like a regular question and be like, oh, that's a, I don't really know. I don't know how I do it all. I haven't really thought about it because no one's ever asked me. So when Busy did that like joke question to your husband, he immediately got that it was like an ironic question that that busy was asking because well, men full are, disclosure we're all friends IRL. yeah friends so, in, yeah. in real life but so also he, he's married to a woman who literally after every red carpet is like why the fuck do they only ask me that question i'm standing right next to you right. no one ever asked him who's with the kids tonight Right. That's I can't. That actually insulting. It is so fucking insane because, you know, I oftentimes Katie will just be like, oh my God, the kids. Shit. Yeah. I I don't know. Should I I have left them with someone? I don't know. I don't. Oh my God. Thank you for bringing it up. I didn't (laughs) think about it. I'm having one fucking night out (laughs) celebrating my work. Yeah. And you make me feel like I have to call and check on them to make sure. Thanks for poking a hole in that balloon. But so yeah, anyway, no. yeah. What did he so say? You can tell the listeners. He, he said now. Busy asked <laughs> Mark that question. He instantly knew it was like she was doing a thing. It was a little bit of performance art uh, for a point that we were constantly trying to make. And he said, you know, my wife and I are both performers, writers, directors. We both we have the same job basically is what he was saying. And when we first got together and we decided that we were going to get married, and, and have children and have children and continue to do our careers that we were going to split everything 50-50 completely equally and i was like okay this is like i i like this but then the part that really won my heart forever is that he and said and all of our hearts and all of our hearts <laughs> is that he said but that hasn't happened and it fucking yeah. sucks yeah. it's the way the world is, is that I have been granted so much more space and so much more time, so much more opportunity, whatever all he said. He was just basically saying that, like, he was benefiting from inequality that was also still holding you back, even though you laid the best intentions to begin with. And, you know, and And you can go into everything with the intention of being equal partners. But like the reality is like more shit just falls on our shoulders. It just That's correct. That's correct. Right. And I think that like most, I mean, I would think most parents, moms feel that deeply, no matter what, if they work in the home or outside of the home or, you know, like. School calls you. Camp calls you. We've talked about it. It was a storyline on Girls 5 Eva this year, but we've talked about it on the podcast how my husband and I have deliberately buried my information. I hear you say that, and I'm just like, it's first off brilliant and still (laughs) ineffective. How did they find you? I mean, I guess it bodes well that schools are resourceful. They're like, wow, they really, let's help them out. She really... accidentally forgot to give me her number. No, it's like so deeply, like they can't even comprehend it. They literally can't comprehend it. 
Okay. It's very, it's very strange. But anyway, your husband won my heart because of that. And then obviously you won my heart because not only are you like hugely talented at everything. And I just love that you directed this new film, which is so great. We'll talk more about that. But also you're a New Englander. So oh, yes, a maniac. When you just when you just said forgot, forgot. <laughs> Uh, I was like, yes. It comes it was out like, a lot. It was it's, music uh, to my ears. I don't, I don't know it. I don't know her. I don't know New England that well. Oh, <laughs> well, you have to you have to sort of be from it to get it. Yeah. No, I got uh, No, I understand that part. I understand that part. I definitely understand that part. Um, so I have a question for you that I don't know if you and I have ever discussed and probably would have been a good question the other night. Oh, but we but that's drunk. why I'm here today. <laughs> Should we have two more bottles of wine before the conversation? I mean, guys, it's cocktail hour for me. It's time. It's 546. But anyway, um, did you always want to direct and write? Or was your goal when you set out no. in this industry to just be an just, I say, just. Only. Just but to only, it's so easy. To only, yeah, only. To, <laughs> I but set just, my sights real low. But to be an actor. Um, uh, and then... It's interesting uh, that we've never talked about this because, mm-hmm. you know, I moved to Los Angeles with the aspiration of being a soap actor. What? <laughs> wow. Like, wow. Guys, yeah, this is a pivot like, story I never saw coming from someone I'm very close with. Okay. I know. Um, Look, I grew up in rural, rural Maine case. Like I am from past Bar Harbor, uh, a town called Millbridge, which is like at the time it was probably 350 people. Um, My high school was like consisted of five surrounding towns and still my graduating class was like 62 people. Um, And so I was in the drama club, but there was never a production. (laughs) Um, so if you look at the yearbook, I was definitely in it, but like had never done anything and just like had these dreams. And I was like, I don't know. I, I want to go. The other thing is, um, I had entered one pageant in my life. Great. And, uh, pageants really do give people an opportunity opportunity sometimes. Yes. I, so this one pageant ended up leading to the, the big pageant which was the big Miss one teen, the big one Miss Teen USA you all wow. know it yes and love it uh um and I did really well I almost won the whole freaking thing which was so utterly ridiculous to me but it Wait, was like you were do- almost Miss Teen USA almost I was first runner-up whoa Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know. Did Donald Trump own it when you were in it, it? was his first year of <gasps> owning it Oh my God! Was he around? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> no. No. I mean, yes, good, but I also like kind of want to be able to have that story to tell, but I don't. My only story to tell was that like there's a swimsuit competition, and in years past they had been like very sporty one pieces, and then Donald Trump bought the thing, and all of a sudden, like I was 16, there were girls younger than me and girls up to 18. And we are in string bikinis and heels. Oh, oh my God. Like oh the tiniest, God. tiniest, tiniest. Wow. I really don't like it. I really don't like it. <laughs> no, I mean, here's the here's the tricky part. Is I won the swimsuit competition and I don't know how to hold that information. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, what, no. what is it's it? Like, yeah. Like, what does it yay? even mean? Like, what does yeah. It mean? And it's, also at some point, my daughter, like, I'm going to have to tell my girls that. And it's not a conversation I want to have. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, honestly, that was the first thing I thought of when I found out I was having a girl. Was like, was it really? Yeah. Someday I'm going to, I I never thought that I would have to have this conversation ever again. And now I'm going to have to have this conversation. Like, is more about the adult that's making you do that? (laughs) Than it right. is about you were a teenager. What did right. you know? You're, you yeah, put you were the, just trying to like do a thing. You were just trying and to get I, that scholarship. Yeah. I was trying to get out of a small town. Yeah. 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 Exactly what are you supposed what to do? I was doing. Yeah. It um, happens all the time. And, but I, it worked. You know, it worked. I ended up going to school in Boston for a couple of years and then um, convincing my parents at 19 that I was ready to move to Los Angeles. And I was like, I think I could land a soap. I don't know how to act. I've never <laughs> taken, taken an acting class in my life. Uh, so soaps? <laughs> Question mark. Question wow. Well, also like, I guess that was like a lot of your exposure, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, no? look, it, I don't I know. Wrote, Why did you think soaps? I'm just confused. I don't know. Actually, I don't know. I'm taking this back. Why did you think it, soaps? <laughs> Did Girl, you love great, soaps? great question. I did. I was a big okay. like general hospital fan, but mm. also I was a huge movie fan and a huge TV fan. But I think there was a part of me that was like, well, I'm not there. I haven't don't gone dream to school for that. Too big. If you're not oh going to go to school for that, go on to a soap opera. Wait, don't, that's kind of incredible. I know. I know. Yeah. Well, it's a really steady job and like people have those jobs for 20, 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, look at Susan Lucci. She did all right. Yes. Oh my God. Guys, Susan she did Lucci. more than all right. She did more than She's all right. Do you know that? Do you want to know a fun fact about Susan Lucci? Always. Yes. For for a little while, she lived in the penthouse apartment at the Americana. Really? At the Grove? No, the Americana. No, at the Americana in Glendale. In Glendale. The Americana. Oh my God! Wait, what? That's amazing. That's Isn't amazing, that guys. In case you don't know, the Americana is like this a big mall. outdoor mall. Mm-hmm. It's it's more than a mall. I feel like it's, it's an a experience. way of life. It's an experience. <laughs> it's almost like if Disney World was a mall. There's a trolley. Well, the first the, the first the one fountain. was the Grove. The first one was the Grove. Yeah, but then the Americana. That's uh, it's owned by Rick Caruso, the guy who's that running is for trying to be mayor of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But stick to the malls, my friend. Yeah, stick, stick to, to the malls. malls. Um, that is wild. Yeah, there's residences around. Yeah, that's I don't around. think she lived there full time because I think she's yeah, New probably. York based. But she had yeah. the penthouse there, which I just wait. Loved. I'm obsessed with that. I I knew yeah. a girl. I knew a one of my friends was dating a guy who lived at the Americana and I was like what is that and she's like well it smells like in and out a lot <laughs> and um and you know it's like there's a fountain show on his balcony every night and he loves it like, and he loves hey. it you get to listen to Frank Sinatra just get pumped in if you've ever taken a cruise where you had an interior cabin that oh overlooked God. the shopping center that you would be totally fine living at the <laughs> yeah, Americana. Yeah, that's your I jam. Like, I think. Yeah, that's your thing. And you can have Katsuya. Yeah, and, and there's a sprinkles, a sprinkles ATM where you can just go get a cupcake out of By an ATM. By the way, there's a sprinkles ATM at LAX because Birdie and their friend Bevan got one as we left LAX this last time. And I was like... Those cupcakes can't be fresh. 
I think they must. They in must the ATM. be pretty good. How do they keep it stocked with what you need? Well, it's like any of those like um, vending machines that have fresh food in them. They just they just like come every. They like must. Right. I think fresh is like not accurate. Yeah, I mean I think that's probably fair. That's probably fair. I, I can say that we were at the Americana recently, and we saw the sprinkles truck tried to enter the um regular Listen. the regular garage and uh ripped the top right <gasps> off that truck. So that probably wasn't a fresh sprinkle yeah, situation yeah. that day. Those he looked so sad. I wanted to, I didn't want to like get in his business and we would have held up traffic, but he just looked like so like, like I've Fucking never seen. Bummed. Yeah. He was just bummed. Well, and I just I wanted think to be he like. he probably lost his job. Probably. But I wanted to be like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's, I didn't mean to laugh. But Katie, you're, that delivery was really good. Because guys, I ultimately did go to school for this shit. Yeah, it's how the story progresses. Yes. Okay, so you're in LA and you're like soap operas, and then people are like, "Oh, and they're like, you want to do soap operas? You go to New York." No, I tested for soap operas. You guys, like, wait, what? Uh huh. Which one come true? I tested for passions. For one life to live and bold and the beautiful. Oh, the B and B. The B and the B. Wow. And 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 with no training. Actually, it's not true. I I I took acting classes while I was in Boston. When I got to LA, I did the thing that you're supposed sure. to do. Every actor who moves in does it. But I was like, and then I did, I did that show on MTV called um, Undressed. Oh my Biz, god, do you, you remember, remember that? that on Undressed? I was. <laughs> it was my first job. Oh my god! Yes, I was I'm a lesbian sh- on undressed. I'm shook. Yeah, I'm like truly shook. Casey, That's you know wild. What, yes, you know I what know undressed that sh- is. Yes, it is essentially a soap opera on MTV. It's yes, like a right? soap opera that was also like kind of soft core for teens. Yeah. 100%. Yes. It was like it was, it was like, like Skins or Skinamax. I was Euphoria. Yeah, but like without but the like, her like without drugs. Yeah, it was very yeah. like pure. Yeah, but it was very like horny. It was like horny teens. Yeah, in college, and I played a horny lesbian who was going to college and hadn't told her family that she was gay, and her sister comes to visit, and she had to live a lie, and then it came out. Whoa! Wait, was Christina Hendricks also on that? Yes. Yes, yeah, she was. Yes, you guys. This is wild. A scoop. It's wild. Wild. It is. I don't think I've ever really talked about it, but it was. This is embarrassing to say because it was MTV's undress, but it was that job that I was like, <gasps> I really want to be good at this, and I'm uh, not. <laughs> I want to be better, and so I started really thinking about going to school. And so for a couple of years, I like toyed with the idea, and then after a couple other small, tiny jobs, ended up going to New York and going to theater school. Wow. That's awesome. I mean, I feel like (laughs) that is so wild that you, (laughs) that you're like on undressed and you're like, really want to nail this. I love this. (laughs) I just want to be better at it. I mean, but I like that you like had that self-awareness. So many people don't have that self-awareness, especially when it comes to I don't know, the arts. And you must have been pretty young. Yeah, I was 19. I was 20 maybe when I did that show. And also you must have had something because they put you on the show. Exactly. Yeah. You know. I mean, 
Yeah. Look at her. She's got everything. <laughs> Thanks, Biz. She's um, got it all. Yeah. That, so to answer your original question, yeah. no, I did not know that I wanted to be a director and a writer. And it was only after I had Aura, my first child, that I was, I looked to Mark and I was like, I really miss working. I really want to get into it, like get back to it, like immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, will you write me something? And he goes, why don't you write something for yourself? Okay. Wow. And I said, okay. So I wrote a movie about a woman who cheats on her husband. <laughs> <laughs> That's That must have been comforting for him. I mean, look, don't push me. <laughs> By the way, it's like... That's on him. Yeah, you literally. You asked him, and he, he was like, "Do it for yourself." A role to do something very demure and nice. Instead, he pushed me out out of the nest, and and that's what I did. And then I I really like I fucking fell in love with it. I love I love directing so much. We I do love too. your directing, so and much. I love your directing so much. But I also think it's like it is a shame that more young women aren't given the chance all the time to direct because young women are way more suited to directing than young men. I mean, especially yeah. young mothers. Like The amount of all- compassion, I think, and patience yeah. and understanding. Yes. Is- and quick decision-making that you have mm-hmm. to make. And like yeah. rolling multitasking. with the and multitasking uh-huh. and like all these things that like we are actually the fucking best at because we have to be. You know what we're not great at? What? Is Is... Uh, jumping without knowing what we're jumping into. Like, I think there is like a hundred percent. I think stereotypically speaking, men are so much better at just like plowing forward without knowing exactly how everything is going to unfold. And I think that we just generally speaking are like, we want to know what's going to happen and how it's going to happen. And we want to make sure we're prepared for all of the things as they go. And so I think that is the thing as women we could maybe be better at is like, just it's it's that thing right of like women are, are need to be overqualified to apply for a job and men don't have to be qualified at all to think that they can do it so right right yeah i think that's another thing is that when someone tells us oh you're not ready for this then we're like oh okay okay i'll i'll come back to it in a couple of years where yeah I don't think men get told very much. Like, I feel like men are almost like, I I hate to use the word groomed because that's like such a loaded word right now. But I almost think like I have seen in the industry people like going to younger men and being like, hey, I think you're like, you're ready to try You really cut out for this. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, and when are we ever told that we're cut out for anything? Except for parenting. Like, oh, God, you'd be a great mom. Right, right. It's so gross. (laughs) (laughs) It's so gross. It's so fucking gross. And, like, my thing is, I I say this all the time Mm. on the podcast to my friends, I just want the opportunity to fuck up as much as every guy I've ever known has fucked up everything they've ever gotten a chance to do. I'm not saying I'm a genius. I'm just saying I could fuck that up just as good as that guy did. Here's what you can absolutely do is say, I am willing to take the chance and admit when I don't know something and say, I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. Let's figure it out together. Like, like busy last week, you said something about the the girl who wants to be a director and how like guys don't know what lenses are unless you are trained to be a DP most directors 
don't know exactly what lens to use exactly no. when they don't know what light is like, what the filter, what the, what, any of it, you know, what they do know is like to hire the people, the right people to do those jobs. So when mm-hmm. they need to know, they say, I don't know, whoever you are, like, w- what do you think? You tell me. Right. Totally. Guess That's what? It. I can, I can fucking do that. Uh, man, and you do. I just did. You just you did. just did it. The movie is so good. It stars Diane. I mean, Diane Keaton's the star, but the whole cast is so great. I was so happy to see Loretta Devine. I love. Who doesn't love magic? Literally, who doesn't love Loretta Devine? I'm not kidding. <laughs> just that voice. I mean, just everything. Everything. If you're out um, there and you don't love Loretta Devine. You can keep get out walking. Of, get just, out of here. Just, you can just, just keep click walking. off. We're done. Just get it out made of here. me. It made me realize that I wish she had like a really um, big social media presence, so I could just tune in to like her doing Instagram lives. Yeah. But um, mm. she's probably pretty busy and doesn't need. She is. She's so busy she can't even come to the premiere, which I'm really sad about. She should. Oh, wow. What is she doing? She's out of the country. I think she's in Canada shooting. She's doing something. She's always shooting something. But tell us, like, tell us the whole, uh, tell us what you want to tell us about the movie because it's just so good and so fun. Look, I think it's like, it's a super fun body switching movie that is like, I think body switch, the whole device of like, storytelling with a always been my body favorite. Always been my favorite. it's so great because like you have this opportunity to tell to teach a lesson to show two perspectives um and no one knows they're being taught a lesson right like right it's what these stories do um so it's a story of a 30 year old woman who is living a pretty inauthentic life and um is having just like a miserable time trying to keep up with her friends around her and uh longs to be that self-assured woman that her grandmother was and confuses really age with wisdom, right? So when shit gets really uh, hairy in Palm Springs with her friends, she just wants to lie down and she escapes into this regression pod where she lies down and admits to herself that she feels like she's a 70-year-old woman trapped in the body of a 30-year-old. Oh and my there, god. Yeah, that there and then the magic premise. ensues. Magic ensues. And then she's all about the journey to like get back to who she really is. It's but always- also enjoying embracing the new form that she's like taken yeah. and yeah. and the freedom that that's allowed her to be right? able to like really be your like to free yourself of the constraints of like what you think you're supposed to be allows you to just sort of let your let yourself shine, let the real you shine. And really, yes, and really be you. Yes, I baby. loved it. It just hit all the right I notes for me from like the, the well, being in Palm Springs, obviously I was like drooling over the setting and also like the fashion as- aspect of, you know, as a, what you wear as a 70 year old woman when you don't care anymore, um, what anyone thinks. And like, the truth is that like, it's, sh- like she was so fashionably so on chic. point. She's yeah. so chic, which is like. But just, Diane Keaton is just like that, Diane right? Keaton is so chic. But that's the thing, right? But Diane has carved out that space for herself. Yes, right. Because she is unabashedly herself, because she refuses to follow any trend that she and herself has become mm-hmm. a trend. And yes. like, I think that's awesome. I wish, yeah. I wish we all could do that. 
transcended trends. I love I love Diane Keaton on social media when she'll like uh, get out all her hats and like compare yes. her hats. And she'll She's be like, a, and they all have a personality. And, like, they all have a personality. And like you guys, in some I, ways, I, I need to follow. I'm gonna have you need, you need to, find, to follow Diane. And me. She'll be like, this gray hat is like it might look the same as this tope hat next to it, but actually they're very different. <laughs> and oh, just, and like, this hat, this hat over here. Oh, this hat's crazy. I love it. I don't know. I should kill myself. I don't want it. It's like the way she has these conversations just by herself is about like, the hats. About okay, guys. This listen, the point of this of you being on this podcast is not to direct everyone to Diane Keaton's Instagram. <laughs> However, I think we've but all also, learned something. That's a, I think that's we've all side, learned something. That's a side we can all side benefit. Take something away. And that is follow Diane Keaton. But I love it. And so like, okay. The movie's so delightful. I know that you were sort of like working on your own movie to direct and had been trying to put it together. By the way, I might make for it a, a while. TV show now. Great. Oh, exciting. I know. You that's heard it exciting. here first. First time okay. I've said it out loud. Knocking on the Knocking on all the wood. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I still want to make sense. that, but yes. yeah. But so you're in your Pilates class. In LA. This is true. Right. right? This is a true story. Yeah. You're in your, uh, your Pilates class in LA. Mm-hmm. And? And? Uh, Alex Sachs, the producer of Book Club, who I've stayed really friendly with, walks in and was like, Guys, sexy, are you- sexy old lady reading Fifty Shades of Grey movie. Remember? Remember from yeah. a few minutes ago when I brought it up and I was like, what's the movie called about the sexy <laughs> book club? And then we it realized... Was- it's just book called book club. club. It's just yeah. called but book they club. should have called it sexy book club. And I, <laughs> I feel like that I gotta been... be honest with you. I don't know why they didn't. It's that does feel like a missed opportunity. Yeah. I mean, huh. okay. All well. right. It's what happens when a man makes the movie. That's right. <laughs> so the producer, so, so Diane Keaton's producer. producing so partner. Yes, Alex Sachs, who produced Book Club, who is uh, actually a longtime friend of mine. We go to the same Pilates studio. Right. And she walked in one day and was like, are you going to direct again anytime soon? Because it had been a minute. And I was like, yeah, no, I was actually just thinking this is the year I want to direct again. I'm, I'm, I want to put something together. And she goes, actually, I have a script for you. And gave me Mac and Rita. And I read it and I was like, yeah, no, this is like, this is a really big, broad body switching comedy with Diane and I make like tiny little small indie movies about feelings and um, for no money. <laughs> and she's like, well, we don't have a ton of money and it's still about feelings. And it's, if that makes you feel better. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> there happens to be body switching, but like, are you going to say no to a Diane Keat movie? And I was like, yeah, no, that would be a, that would be a really stupid move. So I <laughs> said, yes. Wow. I'm glad something good came out of Pilates for someone finally. And then we ended up having to rewrite and rework the script for the pandemic. And we ended up writing in the Pilates studio. And that yes. is the Pilates studios that is in the movie that I like felt like I was going to kill Diane Keaton on a reformer on. <laughs> I think I think that scene in the movie is like really uh yeah, it's it's the whole idea is that all bodies can do Pilates. And the truth is like, no, not. Not everybody can do Pilates. <laughs> not everybody not, wants to do Pilates. Not everybody wants to do Pilates. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. that too. There's that. Um, but so, by the way, that would have been funny if she left the studio and said, 
every not everybody wants to do that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, go back oh and re- reshoot gosh. it. <laughs> um, but so you started, they started, you guys started putting the movie together uh, in like early 2020, right? Like yeah, January, was, February? I jumped on board January 2020. We were looking to shoot it. <laughs> Any story that's like January 2020 and then you're just like, and we're out like, and that's it. And then it's over. And then it was like, you know, the sick joke of, I mean, like the whole fucking pandemic is the sick joke. So I don't mean to like oversimplify here, but, uh, the, the sad thing was like, I, the only sad thing about the pandemic was my joke that I was going to direct Diane Keaton in a movie. And then it just totally went away. Like it was gone. Oh, and I was, I felt like I had had like a weird fever dream that that was going to happen. Uh, and then Alex came around like in like October or November and was like, I can get some money, but we're okay. going to have to rework like everything. Like we had Coachella in there. We were going to shoot. Uh, right. Like instead whole, like, of it being like a bachelorette weekend, exactly. wasn't it Coachella? They were at Coachella. Um Luca's tent was like a side tent yeah. at Coachella. And oh, okay. uh which I love. Yeah, and I then she was gonna that. change back at stagecoach. <laughs> 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 it's gonna like we were gonna get like Loretta and Wendy and, and Amy and all the women like at stagecoach. And I was like, I oh, actually that think that's funny. so hilarious. That's but so also funny. that's a but whole other movie. movie. You it's have a to whole other movie. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I love it's I love another the, pivot. It is a pivot. But I love the version that this is. I love yes, the like. It was I like perfect. this version now too. And it, when you scale it down, you actually get to focus more on the characters. And yes. um, I think the heart kind of shines through a little bit more. It's really sweet. Yeah, I was also so excited to see Wendy Malik. I love her. She said, we were just talking about her. She's so brilliant. She's I, so okay. brilliant. Here's the thing: TV actors come to fucking work. Hi. Yeah. Well, hey, it is like they know where a camera is. They know where there is air to fill. They know how to fill it. They just, I have such a massive, like Elizabeth Lale, same way, like came up doing TV. Um, such a huge appreciation for TV actors. Yeah. Yeah. Wendy Malick, brilliant. Also, one time, not to make it about me, but one time she was a guest on a show that I worked on, and she was, I was just like telling her where she needed to be. And she um reached up and tucked my hair behind my ear. Mm-hmm. And uh that's the best I, thing that's ever happened. I just I was love like, it. so can I, intimate and I love it. Can I go home with you? Are you I love my it. my new parent now? I Mom? my third parent. <laughs> It was, it was really, it's just one of those things that I'll remember forever because it was so loving. That makes me want to like tuck people's hair behind their ear now. (laughs) By the way, I was literally just thinking that Katie, I was like, how do I work that into my life? Like, how? It was just her being like, okay, cool. People will be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, don't touch me. And I'm like, but it was sweet when Wendy did it. It was so, yeah, it was so sweet. And I think it was just her way of being like, this is a calm situation and there's nothing to worry about. And I hope this makes you feel 1% better. And uh, it was just really good. And uh, yeah, she's she's outstanding. You're like, yeah, 101% better. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to be talking about this in 20 years. Yeah, in 20 years, I will remember. I'm going to see her tomorrow and be like, I spoke to someone. (laughs) I actually sort of want you to just because like 
It is so specific. And also like, what if that was her move? Yeah, people. <laughs> just like, like all the time. Yeah. It also could be that, like, I interpret it as so loving, but she also could have been like, oh my God, this woman looks insane and her hair is everywhere and I can't right. stop myself from and she's fixing freaking, it. She's freaking the fuck out. I have I to help her. I don't know about her. you, Casey, but when I get stressed out, like, the little wispies around my ears, like, tend to go, like, flying yes, out. And like, they're like a, curly. <laughs> maybe you were literally like, you looked like a crazy person. I was wisped out and she just mm-hmm. was like I gotta help this girl you guys, oh, baby. maybe <laughs> she felt a real deep tenderness towards you it was just an actual very beautiful expression of her very real tenderness that's I'm gonna how, find out tomorrow that's, yeah find out find out and only tell me okay. only tell me that it was okay. affectionate Okay. Yeah. Busy, no I'll matter what, what she, if she's happen. like that Please. bitch was crazy. Right. She was all sweaty, and her hair looked like <laughs> Albert Einstein. She's like, oh, I remember that. <laughs> she's like, that was that could was wild. Rem- that was wild. Could you imagine if she remembered it? That would be oh, hilarious. Yeah. Oh yeah, she looked nuts, and I had to I had to oh, smooth her out man. a little bit. <laughs> I don't believe it to be true. What was it like shooting with all of these folks that are like total pros, total comedic geniuses? Mm -hmm. Like, what Uh, was that like being the captain of that ship? It was, if I'm totally honest, I treated it like it was my wedding where I was like, take it in, Katie. Just like (laughs) slow down and take it in. And I would like, there was a, a scene at the end where it's all the women... Uh, who come to the apartment? It's it's Lois Smith who is in East of Eden and kiss James Dean. Like I can't. And yeah. and Amy Hill and Loretta Devine and Wendy Malik and then Diane Keaton sitting on the floor. And I like sat down on the floor with her and we were like, I was like listening to them run the scene. And I just like looked up and I was like, I hope I just always remember this. And they were just like laughing and the camaraderie was really beautiful. And um, it was just amazing. And then like Nicole Byer, who is just Ugh, like brilliantly so funny. funny. And like that role was like barely written. Cause like I knew whoever I was going to put in there, I'd be like, just get up there and go like, just, just do it. make it you and whatever your version of weird is and like <laughs> have a blast, make it big. And she did. And I just like her coming in for ADR for those scenes were oh was, like my, oh my favorite. I have a video of it. It like makes me laugh so hard. Um, and then like Jeffrey self, who's a scene stealer. And like, it's like a, it's a real example of like, there are no small parts. Like every single person who came in just sort of knocked out of the part, like the friends, uh, Ali and Sunita are like so funny to me. And I just like, I loved it. I've never had such a joyful experience working. Yeah, before. I love that. Yeah. I oh, loved it. And I love my crew. I had a great crew. It was a I'm fun, so happy fun job. I'm so to hear that. I'm so happy yeah. to hear that. And how did you do it all? You're a mom and you have. Oh, kids. how did she do it? How did, how did she, she do it? Do it? <laughs> well, one day I couldn't get childcare. So I put one of my kids in the movie. That's and it ended up working out. Genius. She's so cute. She's so cute in the movie. Ain't Katie's no. little one plays the very youngest version of Diane Keaton. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
And she really knocks it out of the park. She really she gave me, and she like gave me options. Like I love it. it oh really wow, cute. she knew. She knew. Was she did, like? Did she? She was like okay with you directing her. She loved it. Yeah, she loved it. She worked like two or three days, and then like a week later, was like, "Oh, mom, I really miss set. I miss being on set. I miss the crew." Oh, like, oh shit! Here we go. Same. Here we go. You got her bitten by the bug. I I know, but she was so cute. She was. She was so cute. What day is it today? Today is August tenth. Yes. Tomorrow. I get. I get it. Right. Yeah. So the movie comes out in theaters. Technically tomorrow. The 11th? On Thursday. In a lot of theaters, they do that Thursday right. thing. Um, and then officially everywhere on Friday. Um, Guys, please go, go see the I movie. I just like make a weekend plan. Yeah, yeah, it's the perfect thing. It's the perfect thing, especially because it's so fucking hot out and it's so enjoyable. And you'll just want to like cozy up and be like, like just like treated it's a treat it's a treat i think the movie leaves you with like i think you walk out of the movie with like a real full heart yes yeah i agree so i do too doesn't need that right now who doesn't need it who indeed you're absolutely right. What else is going on with you? What the, the worst question anyone's ever asked anyone. But what, are you going to just take a break for the rest of the summer and relax? Or are you going to keep working your no, tail off? I'm going to hustle and try and put another movie together and then see if I can get hired to be an actor on someone else's thing and make me someone else's problem for a little bit. <laughs> that would be lovely. Uh, can't see what, see what, see what can, I can make happen. I don't know. You're always like, I mean, you and Mark really are a good team because you guys do really support one another's work in like a great way. Obviously, like it does get, this is what I was saying the other night with that girl who was in the audience. Um, it does get easier as your kids get a bit older. It really it does. Really, and your kids get really. supportive of what you're doing, right? Yes. So like yes. where they used to not understand when you'd leave town and go do things, like they get it now. I want my kids to like see me working and see me going for it and like see me crash and burn sometimes, but I just wanted them to see me at least like taking the swing out there. Yeah. Well, Katie, I think that's so important. That is, that's such a good message to mm-hmm. anyone who's a parent and who has like, well, felt guilt about going for it. That's something once you're a parent, you take into consideration, like, am I going to take this opportunity? But am I taking something away from my child? And I'm sure I've said this before, but like one time I was offered a job when my older son was like, he was seven, I think. And I had been home for a while. And I told him, like, I was offered this job. It's pretty cool. But I would have to, like, go work in the city every day. And I'd be gone every day. And so it'd be different than it has been for, like, the past year. What do you think about that? And he was like, Mom, that is what you're born to do. Like, why are you going to, you know, like, that's. But to have him, even at that age, like, not assuming that I was born to just be a mom yeah. meant a lot Look, to I me. think like the greatest disservice we can do to our kids is like let them think that they are the center of our universe. Yes. Like they need to feel like they are one of the most important things in our lives, but there's 
also other important things in our lives that we have to take into consideration. I think that's really wise. So you heard it here from Katie Azelton. Mm. It's important for to, <laughs> it's important for your kids to see you trying and failing yeah. and getting back up and trying again. You know, yes. it's gonna yeah. like. I think also that whole thing of like I don't want to I don't want them to see me fail. Yes, you do. Like yeah. my God, they're gonna fail. We're gonna everyone fails all over the place. It's like, how do you keep going? You know. Yeah. I mean, if you don't see, if your kids don't see you fail, they'll, they will assume that it's the end of the world. But if, and then, you allow yeah, them- if they fail, then, then they're going to feel, then that comes with shame and, and feeling like they're the first people in the world to have done it. Like, right. it's our job to do it first. Right. And that's all we're asking to be allowed to fail as much as guys in front of our kids. That's exactly. right. Guys. Although I feel like guys don't admit to failure, they're just like, <laughs> But just everyone knows. So maybe like, maybe we just stop acknowledging it, right? Like, yeah, just be like, yeah, we made an attempt, and now we're gonna go make another attempt. I meant right. to do that. LOL. I think that's so great and so smart. Oh, how's everything else going? What else is everything going else on? Is good. It's good. It was a, uh, it was a big summer. There was summer camp and travel. They're back. And They're back from the summer They're camp. Back. They're back. They did it. Wait, it was precarious. Do they start? <laughs> do they, did they start? Did they like it? Uh, Molly, my youngest, like the first week, there was like a series of letters being like, "I regret my decision." <laughs> I I'm love. Just I regret not having, my, de- I, my. I regret my decision. I'm not having as decision. much fun as I thought I would. Would you please come pick me up? I was like, mm, no. <laughs> No, the camp was like, you need to tell her that's not the plan. The plan is for her to stay. And I was like, all right. And then they were like, you know, she, there was a lot of tears. And a couple of days in, they were like, we don't normally do this, but we will set a call for you guys to connect. Aww. And so she can hear your voice. And yeah. Um, and they were like, great. It will be tomorrow at 830. And I said, okay. And then like 10 minutes later, I got an email being like, Molly just informed us that she can't make the phone call tomorrow. She will be whitewater rafting. And I was I like, mean, that <laughs> is- Bridget, we're fine, is what I said. I was like, I think we're going to be all right. And we were. She was great. She ended up like turning it around and was really enjoyed her Fucking hilarious. Actually, that time doesn't work for me. Um, (laughs) I'm so sorry. I can't make that call. You guys watch out that call without me. I will be white. Will you tell my parents I love them though? Will you just let them know that I'm like really, I really miss them. But yeah, no, that's not. And And then every letter after that was like, I'm having the best time, but don't worry, I still miss you. But I'm having a really good time. Oh my god. I love that. Concerned. She was concerned. There's something about a letter from camp that like brings out a certain something in a kid. I love reading all letters from camp. I've been enjoying them on social media. And I always love them when adult friends dig out their old letters from camp to their parents. I never went to camp. I got to say, me neither, really. I mean, Casey, we grew up in New England where we were told, like, I was told there was no summer camp. (laughs) <laughs> like that was only in the movies and then I Wait, moved to LA amazing I moved to LA and take you know meetings and every executive's like oh you're from Maine I went to summer camp in Maine camp I called my parents I was like you know what Maine blah blah blah, blah yeah summer camps yeah they're like oh Katie you grew up in summer camp your whole life was a summer camp and I was like yeah, no. that's it 
No, really? <laughs> yeah, okay. we were in the most um, camp dense part of the country. I feel like, and not many people went to it. We were kids were being imported from all yeah. other areas of the country. Yeah, guys, that's us. the thing, right? It's like the city kids. <laughs> it's the city kids. I do yeah. have to say that one time I like got to go to a camp for a weekend, like to a camp facility for something. And I was like, oh, this kind of sucks. So I'm glad I got that. Like, I was like, who wants to live in this dusty? Yeah, but didn't we all read uh, Forever? Right. Oh God, and like, forever. is it, aren't we were supposed to be having like our sexual awakening? Like we're, we were stuck having our sexual awakening, like in a parking <laughs> lot of like a Irving. Yeah, I mean, pretty much, yeah. pretty much, yeah. At the gravel pit. At the gravel pit. <laughs> I don't know what these words mean, but I'm not into every, it. Every town in New England has like a gravel, like a quarry or a gravel pit that yeah. you, that's where you hang out when you're a teenager and get up and to- And you drink beer. You get, drink some beers and get up drink to no good. Drink some beers in the gravel pit. <laughs> you you, guys know, what, beer, you know what we had? What? The desert. Yeah, the desert. I mean, it's very. That's a big gravel pit. Yeah, it's it's like a a big, big, flat, dusty gravel. It actually is just a gravel pit. (laughs) (laughs) We had the same thing, Des. It's just ours was made out of granite. It was different. Same thing. Well, Katie, we're trying to organize a potential camp maybe in the future, so maybe you'll come. Could it be my first summer camp? Yes, we can exercise all our camp non-camp going demons. I guess it'll be mine too, technically. So, and yours oh too, Casey. Oh, so, yeah. Guys, it's going to, camp's going to happen. we do it up at that I'm vineyard with the cute brothers? Oh, yeah. It's the, honestly not the, a bad idea. The not brothers a bad idea. vineyard, yeah. I'm into I'm it. I'm here to help. I'm going to look I them up. I am here to help. I'm, I'm here for And it. I do want to be a part of this camp. Because I okay, am a part of this podcast that you guys didn't realize until today. <laughs> Katie's I'm like, and it. now I am pitching you what I'm doing for the next few months is that I'm the new co-host of this and podcast. So, so thanks, guys. Really excited season. to be here. Thank you. <laughs> we have to go back and get our pictures taken again. Oh, my oh. gosh. I'll just send in an individual. <laughs> okay, great. God, that's really funny. Um. I love it. What are you doing for the rest of the day? Do you have more press? Or are you done? I have another screening tonight. Oh do you want to come out doing? and moderate it? It's, uh, yes, it's at USC. By the way, that was the most fun. It I was left super that, fun. I left that screening. I was like, I just want to make more movies so I can talk to busy about them in front of people. <laughs> it was like, I really, I had this night where I was like, I just fucking miss community. I miss people. I miss conversations. Like, yeah. I thought we got really beautiful questions that like made me feel good. And I don't know. So I'll yeah, do that. It was nice. It was also nice. Like it's nice because the movie guys, if you're on the fence, I don't know why you would be at this moment, but like the movie's really for like our people and yeah, like yeah. Casey and I talk about that all the time. Like we want to make stuff. We want to put stuff into the world. That's like for, for us, us and like for our people. And I think that, that's why the questions were so sweet and so not sweet, but like so thoughtful. fucking thoughtful and felt like they resonated with us because it's like you really did, you really did the job of making this thing for your friends. And Ugh. like 
all of your friends. You and know, why your extended don't we, all of friends. my friends I haven't met yet. That's yes, right. Yes, exactly. Exactly. The, well, you'll the meet them at camp. Right? So yeah. oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> they'll all be there. They'll all be there. Now Can't we have wait. to do it. I know you guys, you guys I have talked enough about it. it. It has to happen. I do want to do it. I just feel like it's too much to put together for fall. It's like, I can't do, I, it's too much, I think. It's going to yeah. be hot okay. in fall still, too. Yeah. But when, when we do it's it. Like cozy and, and like. We're doing a winter camp? That would actually yeah. be kind of fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe like. ski camp? Yeah, may, because like there's fires and you won't be sweating your boobs off at the fire if it's cool out. Maybe like. Maybe it's like a February camp somewhere where they're like February is the month that I most want to fast forward through of the year. Yeah. It's a terrible so, month. So like, you know, it's the new year and like nothing great has happened and March is also pretty shitty. It's, it's yeah. like so maybe yeah, it's, it's like a February March camp somewhere. Okay. Well, no, March can be spring break. But okay. I also like is early no it's like mid November too early. Because that's cozy. That is cozy. But then you're bumping into like people are making plans for holidays and holidays. it's like it's too much. It's too much. Because I, like, I disagree. I think right people now, but... need to, I think people need to do that thing where they recharge before they have to go into the holiday thing mm. where they like really fill their cup. All right. Well, these are things that we can discuss as we press forward with well, camp Katie, plans. Well, Katie, I would like to invite you to join the board of our camp. <laughs> officially. Baby, I was already on it. You said <laughs> She's like, I've been having She's meetings. Like, oh, I'm so months. sorry. Uh, I already, <laughs> I started the board. I've been basically. here the entire time. <laughs> I love you. Oh my gosh. We love you too. We, we love, love you so you. much. I love you. And I'm so uh, deeply appreciative for what you guys give and share on a weekly basis. It, uh, I need it. I miss it. And um, I'm happy to, to listen to it all the time. Yay. We Thank love you, Katie. Katie. Thank you. And guys, Mac and Rita in theaters, basically today, I don't know when yeah. you're listening to this, yeah. but it's like, I mean, look, week. make your plans today. Right. Yeah, for you this can get weekend. tickets now. Because also, guys, I'm just going to say one more thing and then I'll shut up about it. It really fucking matters. This is like how they decide whether or not to make more things that star women, that star older women, that uh, things that are directed are by, by women, women, that are made yeah. by women, that are produced by women. Like, so I'm, I'm going to be real, real with you. I'm buying a ticket to this fucking yes. movie this weekend. I love you. I'm probably not even going to go because I already okay. have seen it. You don't have to it's go. Birdie's birthday. But I'm like fucking buying a ticket. That's I love you. The uh, commitment. <laughs> I am buying four. <gasps> for years, I, I have um for years I've tried to start this hashtag movement, and maybe this is the year. But whenever a woman directs or writes a film, I always pledge to see it twice. In the opening weekend. And again, same thing. Like sometimes it'll be me buying a ticket for someone who hasn't seen it yet or whatever. But I just think hashtag see it twice because that yeah. is how. By the way, buy a ticket and go see Bullet Train or whatever it is. Like sneak into another theater. But those big <laughs> movies, these they don't need your money. They're right. good. We those need guys, the numbers. Brad Pitt's going to get to make another movie after this. Okay. Yeah. 
this is the movie that like we don't we'll know determine women. whether yeah. Katie gets to make her next movie. Yeah, it's true. And we want so, you to make many, 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 many more movies. If you Thanks can do time. it, buy your ticket now, especially in this <gasps> first weekend. Yes, it's buy so t- important. Buy two you tickets. Can. Go on to Fandango. Buy all the tickets. Buy any tickets you want. Just make it this weekend. <laughs> Guys, if I wasn't having money problems, you know I would buy out a theater for our list. And that's know why it. you have money problems. But by the way, that is like exactly <laughs> fucking why I money. have money problems. Yeah. I know. I know. But have a great opening weekend. Take it all in. Right? That's what you it's said. The, like yeah. it's still your wedding. It's, it's still been your honeymoon. wedding on earth. <laughs> It's the Thanks, best. Guys. We love it. We love I it. I love you guys. We love you too. We love you too. I hope you'll come back soon. Well, for camp. For camp, I mean, obviously. Well, and next yeah. week and then the yeah, week after then, that. Yeah, uh, and then that's true. Okay, yeah. It went without, <laughs> it went without saying. I mean, camp. we're good. Yeah, we got it. You're, oh, you're, <laughs> you're sick? It'll you're be, good? it'll okay. just, yeah, this will just, it'll be the same, the same Zoom link. Okay, we'll see you, we'll see you next week. <laughs> I love you guys. I love her and I love that movie. It was so good. It was such a nice thing to just watch on a summer day. Guys, it's you have important to, go to, to you, see it in a theater. You have to go to a theater where gotta, the air conditioning is always pumping. Pumping. Get that get that <laughs> movie theater popcorn. <laughs> um, but I do love magic movies. I really, really do. And that's all I know about that. I do too. I what do you feel like inside? Uh, what do I feel like inside? Mm-hmm. Mm, that's a good question. I like if you got into like a tanning bed, a tanning bed that was magical. Put you, put you somewhere. What what era would you be? I mean, I probably would go back to being like I would probably go back to like my sixteenth birthday, or maybe eight. Really? Yeah, eight or sixteen. And then live it all again? Maybe. I do think, like, I I think about this a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think about, like, if you could go back and know what you know now and live mm. your life over again, how Jesus. amazing that would be. But also, like, the, you'd have to deal with the pain of, like, not having the people in your life that, you know. And, the, and is there any guarantee that you'll arrive at the same place eventually? Probably not. Because if you go back and you know what you know now, then you'll live your life differently and arrive at a different place. So that's it's not probably something that I would do if if it were possible. But I do feel like eight or sixteen is where I would where I would wind up. Hmm. How about you? I don't think I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> No, but like, who do you feel nope. like inside? No, nope. I think oh, I, you're no, just I not mean, gonna. I, I just am not gonna do it. No, inside. I mean, you know this. I do. I feel a bit like a teenager. I yeah. feel a bit like a seventeen. Yeah, I feel seventeen. Yeah. Um. And uh, and I'm not. Yeah. I like yeah. have so much more. I'm not what I was like as a 17-year-old. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm totally different than yeah. what I was like as a 17-year-old. Yeah. But like energetically. 
Yeah. That's, well, that's that, my vibe. You started by asking like what I feel like inside. And I do think that that's, yes, I'm very different than I was when I was 16, but I also, and very different than I was when I was eight, obviously, but I feel very in touch with that girl still. And I think there's a reason for that, that, you know, those were particularly pivotal ages for me where I had like a couple of epiphanies probably that have stuck with me for life. And, you know, those are ages mm-hmm. that like sometimes when I go inside myself and visit my old self, which I do, um, you know, I make a practice of doing just going back and talking to that girl and telling her, like, it's going to be okay. You know, there things are going to be okay. Um, yeah, I feel just very in touch with those people, with those girls that I was. Yeah. I mean, I do, obviously, as well. Yeah. And my that... My teenage self. My teenage self is my emotional self. Yeah. Like, when yeah. I think about, um, you know... Life. Yeah. And I think that, you know, and and this is like no shade to anyone who is in our lives at that point. But if you're feeling like that, I guess it's kind of probably like because we needed something during those times that we didn't Mm -hmm. get. And so now we're trying to retroactively, you know, repair that or make it so that that younger person inside of us is okay. Um, So, yeah. So everybody probably has a time. That they were. I think it's like, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Well, in Hoffman, you do this thing where you like sort of visualize your emotional self, and it's like that it can be any version of you. Yeah. I think that's what the extras, whatever. Anyway, you like, <laughs> I think that I can't remember if you like birth. I don't know. I can't remember. I, I, but whatever it is, I landed on the, thing that like you want you basically want your emotional self to age and be Uh your age yeah you know what I mean you want it to like have all the wisdom and the um like spiritual knowledge that you have now as a person but um oftentimes we're like yeah we're like eight or we're like 16 or we're 19 or it's interesting. I had this college professor, Dr. David Ryder. He was one of my favorite professors um, in the communications department at Fitchburg State College. Um, he like made us, he would always have us do these like writing exercises or whatever. And I just remember um, he made us write our obituaries, like what we hoped our obituaries would be yes. one day hey, when the, we... That's literally a Hoffman exercise. Yeah, certainly. I'm sure... I'm Dr. David Ryder was probably doing the Hoffman Institute on us went like there. every day. Probably. Who knows? He was great. I loved him. But I remember that he wanted to talk to me after, uh, after class and I had gotten a good grade on my obituary. <laughs> Not to brag. Um, And he was just like, you're really like a very, you're one of the most self-actualized young people that I've ever Mm -hmm. met. And I didn't really know what that meant at the time, Mm -hmm. being self-actualized. And and I was very flattered. And he was saying it in a way like it was such a big compliment. And so I just, I felt, you know, I felt great about myself. But the truth is, is that, Probably the reason why I was self-actualized when I was 18 is because I was just 
constantly trying to like fix chaos and you know like I was probably trying to make everything right that wasn't right you know well yeah (laughs) that's the I mean that's the thing about people who survive trauma right like or people that have it in their childhood and they're like oh you know who um oh my gosh Jeffrey on Instagram Marsh Jeffrey Marsh, yeah. Jeffrey Marsh. Uh, Jeffrey Marsh has a thing that they say on their Instagram, or I've seen them say on Instagram before. I think it's Jeffrey. Anyway, it might be just like one of the other things I follow. I don't know. Like all the like self-help Right, shit. right. You know. Yeah. The non-right-wing version of chicken soup for my soul. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's like essentially like if you were – a kid that grownups were always so impressed with how grown up you were. Like you weren't allowed to be a kid. Right. You were trying to meet some moment that you were terrified of. Like you were trying to like be prepared. Right. You were in like a heightened state of having to, of control, like a heightened state of control. Yeah. So that, you couldn't, so that you wouldn't, you couldn't let your guard down because of the instability around you. And like, as a kid, like, especially the grownups around you who are benefiting from that, like make it seem like it's a good thing when in actuality, it's like, no, you actually just want kids to be like silly and weird and like, and like not self-actualized. You want them to be like a little bit like, like all over the place you know it's true I mean there it's so funny because it makes everything well talk about like a domino effect right it makes everything so complicated I had so many situations where as a child I was effectively like an assistant teacher in my classroom you know what I mean like I had literal regular jobs in my classroom when I was in fifth grade I went to the kindergarten class every day to relieve the teacher so she could go to lunch for an hour. I was like a fifth grader alone with a classroom of kindergartners every day. And you're always so honored and flattered that like, I'm the responsible one. I'm the mature one. But yeah, it's kind of fucked up. But the way that it's like a domino effect is then like when... The teacher's like, oh, my God, you didn't do as good a job at cleaning the blackboards as you usually do without even having to be asked uh, because it's become your regular <laughs> assignment. Like, what's going on with you? And I'm like, the, I mean, the pressure, the pressure not to mess up the weird honorary job that I've been given, uh, you know, it's 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 interesting, like what we do to kids. It's interesting, but yeah, yeah, it's always it's always posed as like a compliment, and you're just like, okay, yeah. It, it's it was weird for me to realize, like, oh, I was self actualized because I was trying to make calm out of chaos. Yeah, yeah, and that's not like the kids should be the ones bringing the chaos. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, but it's interesting. It is, it is, it is, it is, it is. Um, Yeah. What a time. (laughs) 
<laughs> what a time. What? So we'd both go if we if we had a magical tanning bed that we like fell into, we probably wouldn't agree to do it, but if it happened accidentally, like it happens in magic, it never happens on purpose in magical mm. movies. Um the person always, you know, it happens without them consenting to it. Uh well, maybe that's not true. Maybe sometimes people want to go back or whatever. Um but we both feel like we'd go back to 16, 17. That's probably. Yeah, I would probably do 17. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm, maybe 18. 17, 18. I think 17, 18. Okay. What That's is what your, what's your favorite magical movie besides Mac and Rita? And besides um, I Feel Pretty? Yes. <laughs> Well, that one I don't think of. That's like that's. I was thinking it's more not of like magic, a going back in time, or right? But like, I mean, but also, time. I feel pretty is the yeah. thing that I think people didn't understand. Yeah, just like it, there is no magic; nothing yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> at all. Um, big, the original big. big. Yes, did you? Ever I get, was obsessed with that. Did you ever get freaked out by? Um, the sex part, the sexy part. No, I was gonna. Say, I wasn't freaked out by that. The, no, not the sexy part. Um, did you ever get freaked out by like how independent he that character was? What's his name in the movie? Is it Josh? Joshua? Josh? How like? I feel like he. I always got so upset because he seemed so independent and he had like this amazing life, but he was like that movie really thrust him into adulthood in a way that like. No other movie. It made me freak out. It made me freak out like that. He lived in this big loft and he had a job with a lot of responsibilities and he didn't seem... Wait, but like the, when he first is in a... When he first becomes Tom Hanks, it's like terrifying. Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like... And it's also like kind of amazing like how they really handle it in a, an intense way. Like that he kidnapped... Like that the mom thinks that like her child was kidnapped <laughs> you know what I mean? don't yeah do you remember that part? Yes, it's like very yes. disturbing it's disturbing you know what else is kind of it's, I, it's an yeah. interesting commentary on our society because like he was such a little kid right he was like what 10 or 11 10 yeah i think so when yeah. he get when joshua becomes like an adult he's rewarded for being like an immature baby like Man child. <laughs> a man child. He becomes like a massive success for being that. Yeah, but that's just like real life. So. That's what I'm saying. It's interesting commentary. And of course, Elizabeth Perkins adore her in everything. She's uh such a hero to me. Love her. Love yeah, her. Yeah, she's rad. She's super rad. Um, my favorite uh time jump movie is Peggy Sue Got Married. Oh yeah. But also really reinforces, like, like she fucking helps Richard Norvick become, like, why didn't she do that shit? Her, like, she couldn't. She wasn't going to stay in the past. But I never she, saw Peggy Sue Got Married. Oh, my God. You would love it so much. Well, when I was little, when I was a little kid, I thought it was the same movie as Hannah and Her Sisters, which I think is oh, a Woody Allen movie. Yeah. You don't want to see that. You won't No, I'm not so going much. to. But so, but regardless, I didn't see either. Peggy Sue Got Married is so good. I mean... Kathleen Turner, amazing. I do love Kathleen Turner. Nick Cage being weird as weird can be. Always the weirdest. Helen Hunt as the daughter. 
I do love her. And okay. uh, it's a time jump movie, but it, it, like everything about it. Oh, Jim Carrey's in it. Young Jim Carrey. Um, my friend Lisa Jane Persky plays. All right. All right. You've told me enough. It's really good. Busy. That- Can I say something? Can I also say something else, though, about what? time travel, time jump? I never, I never saw 13 going on 30 ever. Oh, you would like that as well. No, I know. Yeah. But I don't know why. I didn't. I don't know why. I didn't see it. We should. Okay. In our theoretical camp, which people are Uh still asking about. Oh, boy, guys. Okay. Maybe there's a time jump film festival, like a triple feature. And we see a few that we've never, you know, that you've never seen before. Well, obviously, it's just the ones I've not seen. (laughs) Everyone else. Because I've seen them all. You've seen them all. Big. 13 going on 30. Peggy Sue got married. Yeah. Bill and Ted's. Oh, Bill and I mean, Bill and Ted is classic. <laughs> Hot tub time machine. <laughs> Hot tub time machine. Uh, no, so I don't know. So many good ones. So, so many good ones. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that's a that's a good idea. I'm going to put it on the list for put camp. It, put it on the list for a potential camp one day. Camp. People really want to do. I really want to do it too. Okay. I want to talk to you about something else. Yeah. But listen, it's about the camp. It's kind of the camp thing. Okay. Anyway, I think... I want to, I think, I think that you and I could do a limited tour. Okay. A few cities. New York, LA, Australia. Chicago. (laughs) I want to go to- (laughs) Australia. It's a land down under. I want to go to Chicago because the, um, there's a Prince exhibit there. Great. And I've never been to Chicago. Right now? Yeah. Right now? Right now. Where is it at? The Mocha? I don't know. I didn't. I've never been to Chicago. What? I know. What? I know. What? There's so many places. We should do I've Boston too, because you're you're so Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Here's um, what I, th- I mean, guys. Tour, yay, nay. Yeah, let us know. I say yay. I say, I say yay. Yeah, we could do like a little you know like little venues. Oh, I think no. I think we sell out huge places. <laughs> I think we're, I think we are, I think we're Radio City Music Hall. The Tweeter Center. I think we're, I'm not, we're not stadiums. Let's not get crazy. But I mean, we're like big, beautiful old theaters filled to the brim. Yes. With you guys. Oh, well then we go to St. Paul and we do the Fitz. The most, oh, the Fitz. The most beautiful theater. The Chicago Theater. Come on, let's make it, let's make it happen. (laughs) Let's. Make it happen, Casey. Uh, let's make it happen. Yeah, let's, let's do it. You and I do a show. <laughs> Everyone's asking for it. No one has asked for it, but I'm gonna <laughs> give it to them anyway. <laughs> I think that'd be fun. We have done live shows in San Francisco in the past, and it's been very fun. Um, we did. And yeah. it was fun. And we can sell limited edition merch. Yes. That will only be there. Yes. And we can answer questions and we can have guests and I can sing a song and you can do your magic tricks. <laughs> well, I don't know any magic tricks, but I'll learn. Well, you can learn I'm, one. I'm, I have time to learn. We can make Lincoln come out in his <laughs> Phantom of the Opera costume. <laughs> 
I'm glad he's come around to embracing that photo. For those of you who don't know this about my son, Lincoln. The best. He's 20 years old now. He uh, does what, in my opinion, are very funny celebrity impressions that he posts on Twitter. And professional comedians have agreed they are very funny. It's not just the impressions. It's the subject matter that gets me. But I digress. When he was a little kid, he was super, super shy. Very funny, but super shy. And so when you would say, come on, it's time to take your brother to karate, get dressed, he would, like, often come down in, like, a Spider-Man costume. Because I think he thought, like, I'm in a disguise and that— People won't see it. Yeah, and not realizing that that is going to make every single person in the world— come up and be like, hey, it's Spider-Man costume. Hey, I love Spider-Man. And uh, so that was that was his philosophy. It was, it was wrong, but that was his philosophy as a little kid. Anyway, I think it was his brother's seventh birthday, maybe. And we lived by the beach in Westport, Connecticut. And so we would often, because it's cheaper and like who cares if you, the kids make a mess or run around, um, we would often have parties at the playground at the beach. And Eli's birthday is in July. But anyway, we said to Lincoln, it's time for your brother's beach birthday party. Go upstairs and get dressed for a beach birthday party in July. And so Lincoln went upstairs and he came downstairs in a full Phantom of the Opera costume, mask, vest, tie, suit, black pants, uh, gloves. And so we just have this photo. It was like the first time I think I ever like sort of had something go semi-viral on uh, on the internet. I took a picture of Lincoln on the beach standing in the sand in his fucking <laughs> sweating his tiny little... I mean, honestly, it's insane. Guts out. <laughs> in this Phantom of the Opera costume that he was like, this is what I'm wearing to the beach birthday party. This is who I am. Uh, so anyway, and I tweeted the picture and uh, people were as entertained by it as I was. But there were years where I would be like, want to just tweet that picture out for like, it's like the anniversary of the great Phantom of the Opera birthday party outfit. And there were so many years where Lincoln was like, do not, do not. But now it's yeah, like, I mean, he had to come back around. Yeah, he had to come back around. And uh, both of the guys remain huge fans of Phantom of the Opera. Um, and now I think Lincoln has it as one of his profile pictures and I'm glad he sees how funny it is. Can I tell you something though? Like it does, I think it is hard for kids to come around on a thing that they were like embarrassed by. Yes. I do think it weirdly takes longer than you'd think. Oh my God. 100%. It was a swing. It was a swing for him and it is an insane (laughs) picture. If you haven't seen it, I'm sure Casey will be happy to repost it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, you know about also like the yearly Santa Claus pictures, like the guys. And there were like seven years where Lincoln absolutely didn't want to go. And Eli absolutely heckled him into going because Eli rightly pointed out that if you miss a year, you can't go back and get that year back. So it's better to just go not wanting to go to make everyone else happy, including me. 
But, you know, and it, it used to be like a Macy's Santa every year. And then we had to change it to allow like other Santas because we moved to the West Coast and they don't have Macy's Santas here. And then one year the pandemic was so serious that they only did it over Zoom. So it's that, so it's not perfect like it was. But I will say that Lincoln is back on board. And I love like, that. Oh, my God. One time. Did I ever tell you about the time when we went to what's the mall in Santa Monica? The like outdoor mall, Third Street. Yeah, I think so. That was where the guys decided, like it's the Third Street Promenade. The Third Street Promenade. Yeah, the guys decided, like Eli heckled Lincoln into doing the Santa photo. Lincoln did not want to do it. We went to the Third Street Promenade, and Eli was like, "Come on, it's not like Macy's. The line is like whatever, like a hundred feet long." Whereas Macy's, it all snakes through the belly of like Thirty Fourth Street Macy's. It goes past the Macy's Jail that you've heard about in David Sedaris books. It's like you could wait for like five hours to see Santa at uh, 34th Street Macy's. Anyway, Eli's like the line is like 100 feet long. Santa's at dinner right now. He's going to be back in like 15 minutes. Let's just get in line. So Lincoln's like, oh, fine. I'll do it. Fine. Meanwhile, this musician on the Third Street Promenade starts playing sexual healing in front of the line of like (laughs) the 100 foot line of children and my two, you know, my 18 year old and 20 year old kids. Um, and then they finally get up there, they go in and they, uh, go into this like little tent that the Santa's like inside a little tent and it takes like whatever, five minutes to get the picture, probably less than five minutes. They come out and Lincoln's face is so red. He's like spitting mad. And I'm like, what happened? And he's like, oh, Eli started shit with Santa. And I'm like, what happened? And Eli's like, I didn't start shit with Santa. Santa asked me what my wish was. For Christmas, and I said that I simply wished that Donald Trump would be removed from office. And then Santa was like, oh, I don't know. I think he, Donald Trump's doing a pretty good job. Nope. And so, and Lincoln's like, you fucking made me go get that picture taken. And then you get into like a political argument with Santa. He was Amen. livid, livid. But anyway, speaking of coming back around, he is now like, I don't think he's like cool with it. He doesn't love it, but uh, he will go get the Santa picture taken. Eli's goal is for them. Eli want, said he wants them to go every year of their life until one of them is holding an urn with the other one. And then <laughs> insane. And then to keep going and have it so that someone brings both of their urns to Santa for the last That's, picture. What the fuck? <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> So we'll see. That'll happen long after long after I'm gone, but we'll All see right. how we won't per- have to see how persuasive Eli is in getting Lincoln to do that every fucking year of their lives. Good lord. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, I don't think I have one picture of Cricket with Santa because she always was creeped out and then I was just like I won't force it. You yeah, I know. Do anything you don't want to do. It's true. It's true. And that is 100% true. Lincoln was always the kind of kid where he would be like into it. And then once he was on yes, the I lap. Think I think it's, I mean, sorry. Well, whatever. I don't want to No, yeah, you this. can say, yeah, you think no, it's creepy. No, I think it's different for, I don't know. I think it's different for girls. Oh, probably. To get the message yeah. repeatedly that you don't have to like sit yes. and suffer through something that. Yes, Makes you feel deeply uncomfortable. No, I think that's true too. Yeah, yeah. But also, like boys are 
victims of sexual assault and whatever as well. But I just think yeah. that the yeah. message of our society yes. is more toward um, women. It's true. It's true. And kids feel different from year to year. Like Lincoln would sometimes be so up for it. And then at the last minute, you know, but people have so many different feel- like Cricket has never felt different. <laughs> well, Cricket, Cricket has- is very consistent. Oh, that baby is so consistent. I just love that little person so much. <laughs> but people, I mean, it's weird. It, all of these holiday traditions that we have, um, which I'm sure like Lincoln will probably talk about it in therapy one day. People, I know people hate Elf on the Shelf and some people get so much joy from it. And some people are like, you're teaching them to deal with surveillance. And I'm like, okay, I mean, yes. Can people calm down about that. <laughs> it's just like enough. Listen, I don't have time to talk about Elf on the Shelf right now. We can save that for December. That, that's for another um, time. What are you doing your best at this week? Oh, fuck me, Casey. I don't know. I'm just trying, you know? I'm really <laughs> trying. I'm just trying. I don't know. I'm trying to, like, s- stay. Uh, like, I'm trying to... like move through things one by one and it's hard. I feel like really um uncertain about like so many things in my life right now and I don't love that feeling. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. It's just hard. I'm just feeling like it's hard for me to motivate to like, like I'm in, I'm in a rut right now where I like, oh, I guess it's depression. I guess is what it's called. I guess it's called depression <laughs> where I'm having a hard time to like motivate to do the things that I, you know, historically speaking, know will like start to change my feelings a little bit in terms of just like chemical stuff and like, and I'm just not, I don't know. I'm like having a hard time like being able to get to those places, you know, yeah. where I'm like, oh, I can do this. Yeah. Oh, I'll just, I'm going to work out because it'll make me feel, but I know it's going to make me feel better. So um, I'm not doing that. I'm not like, I mean, I'm trying to do some things, but then I'm just like overwhelmed by the enormity of all of the things. And then I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. But I did do that um, wallpaper project. So I am I am happy about that. I love that. That was so cool. I was just going to say, I don't I think you are definitely not alone. I think so many people are feeling they're feeling it right. Like you just yeah, just exactly what you said, like feeling in a rut and having a hard time getting motivated to do things and yeah, I certainly am am feeling that way. I feel like it's fucking Groundhog Day over here, you know, just having a hard time sleeping at night because I'm like, I just did this five minutes ago. I you swear know? to God, same. Wait, I've been up like every fucking night. Yeah. For hours in the yeah. middle of the night. I don't think you're alone. And I think actually probably comforting to for people to hear that you're sort of going through the same thing as... Not the same, obviously. Nobody's the same, but similar. Relatable. It's hard. It's fucking hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, you know, 
I know we all have had such a time in our lives. Um, sometimes I think it's funny, but I really loathe like the thing of like, never mind. I don't want to get into it. Uh, <laughs> you guys, I'm sorry. No, I just, I really love, I really hate that like a lot of times, like people who are in the world who don't like me, like not people we know, like people we don't know. Yeah. Like that they're like, Ugh, why is she so upset all the time? Oh, why is she crying? Like whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, why aren't you? You know what I mean? <laughs> like what is happening? Like what is wrong with you? Like you're the one that has a fucking problem, I think. I think you're actually a sociopath. Um <laughs> Because I don't see any reason why you wouldn't be in this moment going through some fucking shit, you know? Like, not all of our shit is the same, obviously. It doesn't all look the same. doesn't all feel the same. Duh. But, like, I don't know. It's a hard moment to, like, just yeah. exist. Yeah. Uh, let alone, like, all your own fucking shit that's going on like a lot of which I share with you guys some of which I don't but like regardless like fucking get it like it's not like it you know again that's the part that's like some of it's different than what you're dealing with in your personal lives or like professional or whatever and some of it's not some of it's like totally the same journey right I mean like the amount I posted that thing last night I was like really having a hard time with just birdie Birdie's birthday and thinking about the age of 14 and like seeing what a baby they are yeah. and like also just feeling my own things about my own life and like what I was at 14 and all right. of those things and like the amount of people that like just very sweetly and supportively like sent DMs. I I have a hard time a lot of times going to my the people that I don't know in my DMs just because, well, guys, historically speaking, that's where the death threats have been. Yeah. And, uh, or like, I want to fuck you in the face and then slit your throat, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And who needs it? You don't need it. I really don't. No. No one Um, does. No one does. Uh, But anyway, I I did. I did. I did, like, go through the like all the DMs from people that I don't know personally. And I just felt like very um, sad for us all. Yeah. Like all of us trying to parent, trying to mother with trauma and of our own and trying to like be the best versions of ourselves for our kids. And like also, by the way, our fucking kids don't care. They don't care what we went through. It's not their fucking problem. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like at some point when they're adults, maybe they'll have like a, they'll be able to like hold space for you as a person and what you, who you were. Yeah. But like when kids are little, like they literally don't care. They just want their parents to be their parents and to be, And to be the ones in control so that they can be chaos, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 
Oh, well, I'm glad you did that. I'm glad you uh, got into those DMs, even if it was difficult, because, you know, everybody, here's the most important lesson that I learned from Andy Cohen in all the many years I worked with him. Mm-hmm. He said, people just want to be heard, you know? Yeah, I and mean, like, yes. And like, I wrote that in my book. Like, we just all want to, like, people want to be seen, that they want to be heard, they want to, like, they want to be reflected back. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we all want to be reflected back in some way, shape or form. And like, that's why the entertainment industry is like endlessly. I was just going to say. Exhausting it, to me. Like, like it's exhausting, but the past few weeks have been particularly just painful. Painful. Just to have like your existence rejected <laughs> by, you know, that's, that's what I feel like when, when we lose, mm-hmm. uh, an, a woman in late night who only has a show one one day a week, and <laughs> that is a truck. That's not your air conditioner. And when we lose, uh, you know, just just um, a whole streaming platform that has, and we're told it's because you know it's going to be because it's really the platform's really for men and. <laughs> Even though a bunch of the shows that we love on it are very woman forward and geared toward women. And so I mean guess I'm guessing we're being told that those aren't important and they aren't the main concern. And you know, it's yeah. I'm always exhausted. The past couple of weeks have been painful for me as someone that has um worked for many decades in good faith, hoping that we would see the change. Changes that we've seen in almost every male-dominated in- industry um, have happened in our lifetime. And so I've worked in good faith in hoping that we'd see those changes in entertainment. And um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I certainly fucking don't. I'm like having such a... I'm having such a moment, you know? Yeah. Of course, of course. But I'm glad, you know, I'm glad you were able to hear people and I'm glad that you felt heard. And as for like haters, like if you're not crying about things because that's not how you deal with things, that's fine. But talking about good faith, it's bad faith to wonder why anyone else is crying. And also like, it's just a bad use of your fucking time. Like, (laughs) you know, like just what is that? Like, Listen, being cunty, people always say, like, being a vegetarian is not a personality and, you know, like, loving Marvel isn't a personality. Being cunty isn't a personality. Like, I know, but the trick of the patriarchy is trying to convince women that it is. It's so wild to me. And I just feel like... It is a trick, by the way. Um, of course it's a trick. Everybody has their moments and we all are critical of somebody at some point mm. and we're allowed to say like this rubs me the wrong way especially if you have a reason for it but like if you just wake up in the morning to like hate on why someone's crying on Instagram just shut your phone and go plant a garden or something I don't just do something eat get yourself a bowl of oatmeal maybe you're not getting enough carbs maybe you've been tricked by that patriarchal uh, trick as well. Maybe that's it. Maybe you need some carbs to get you through your day without like just needlessly being a giant asshole to someone who rubs you the wrong way. Just move on. You only have one wild and precious life as the poem says. Why would you waste it wondering why, 
why someone who's not hurting anyone is doing what they're doing. Just scroll past. Use your little thumb. Unfollow. Keep going. Keep going. You gotta fucking move the fuck on. Anyhow. Well, I think that's... You're doing your best. I think you... That's good. Uh, I did do that wallpaper thing. Yeah. I can't wait. You said you're going to post on Substack about it. I can't wait to hear. Yeah. I have to like, I have to like do the full thing. I actually think, I actually think it'll be better to wait until the shelves are installed to do my full Yeah. So you can do like the full, the full effect. The full reveal. There is nothing. Can I Substack? (laughs) Can I tell you? I'm glad you're saying this because I want to see the full thing. I want to be patient. I'll be impatient until the shelves get here and I can see the full reveal. But the one thing that I've been hating, speaking of like hating on things, is like so many um, gardener influencers are using molds to mold their watermelons and cucumbers right now. And like, Mm. I don't want to just see you putting the mold on. I want to see the fucking skull-shaped watermelon. I want to see the heart-shaped cucumber. Yeah, I want to see... The pumpkin yes. that looks Spookly. like Spookly. Spookly the pumpkin. Yeah. Pumpkin. But mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to just see you putting the mold on. Just wait. W- bide your time and wait and show me the whole thing. Show me the reveal. That Right. It's like that's it's my like, tip to any TikToker, any anyone making these reels, whatever they're trying to push us to make. If you're gonna do it, show the reveal. Don't show me you cutting someone's hair. Show me the end of the hair. I don't I don't well, need that one. I don't understand. That is sometimes wild. there are sometimes there are these these TikToks or whatever, and like I'm like, but where's the end? You guys, you gave me beginning and middle, but what? Yeah, where? Tell a fucking story. Don't show me you pouring a batch <sighs> of cold processed soap and don't unmold that shit and cut it into bars. I want to see the end. If you don't have, I mean, that's. That's the art of s- storytelling, a beginning, a middle, and an end. And I need this to is, see it this all. This is what I'm saying. Even this in a TikTok. And if you're not doing it on your reel, if you're not, then you're you're failing in my opinion. There's, you know, I was, I got to say, I was influenced. I was, oh. I was, I was, uh, I was influenced and I was, um, I guess influenced is just the right yeah. word. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to look for another word, but um, by these apartment people that I follow on Instagram. Yeah. Um, because I love their content and they always show you, they'll do a project, but it's like th- you see the end of the project. Right. Like you see the wallpaper done. Yeah. And they just always, it's like they never fail to give you the final result, which I just very much appreciate. Yeah. And so I was trying to do that, but like, I guess I could have waited for the shelves, but honestly, I really wanted opinions about the um, sides. I think I'm going to do a color. I think I've decided oh, okay. a color. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think. listen, you finished the wallpaper. The wallpaper was complete. So that's fine. You know what I mean? Like if you're doing a TikTok that focuses on bangs and you finish the bangs, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see the whole, but I'm just saying right. like, you know, you have to have some kind of ending or else it's a disaster, in my opinion. I feel like you had an ending with the ending of the wallpaper. But I also fully approve of you getting advice, deciding to do a color, and waiting till the shelves are in to do a full substack. So reveal. then the full, yeah, the full reveal will be then. Um, so what are you doing your best at this week? What do you think? 
Well, I mean, I said it feels like I'm living in Groundhog Day. I can't really go anywhere again because my fucking car is, uh, you know, for safety reasons, parked in my driveway, waiting to hear back, um, waiting to hear what is going to happen with Carvana or, you know, the state attorney general's office. I don't know. I don't want to take it to that level. I don't want to kick it up to that level. But also I have like a car that I paid many thousands of dollars for that I was advised Car- not. Carvana's got to like fucking, <laughs> they've got to step it up. Do you need they- one? Do, do I need to call them? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We're trying to do it the way that we're trying to do it, but it's just taking a really long time to get the estimate. And in the meantime, it's sitting in my driveway because it may not be safe to drive. So that's a bummer. But I mean, you give the, you give the old nod okay. and we're all happy to tweet. <laughs> at them <laughs> to, to have to to set my friend busy phillips uh loose calling carvana on my behalf um i'm tr- you know i'm trying to be fair and i'm trying to do things the right way and hoping that everything can be resolved but i realize this is the same fucking exact thing i said seven days ago and i'm still waiting to get an estimate on this bitch sitting in my driveway so anyway the silver lining of that is because i was trapped at home and couldn't really distract myself by doing Mm -hmm. other errands I finally put the mountain of clothing that I had to put on up on Poshmark and I already sold one thing even though I haven't really promoted it I don't think and even though the closets speaking of wallpaper aren't done all the way Mm -hmm. I did hang up my stuff in my closets to make sure that the way that I reconfigured them Mm-hmm. would work. They're by color now, which works so much better for me in making outfits. Um, I, oh, I do type and color. Oh, oh yeah. Type and color. Um, lighter mm-hmm. weight stuff to the left, heavier stuff to the right, then by color. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Um, I got all my shoes back in the closets. It seems like everything is going to fit. Now all I have to do is um, I have to construct a flippy thing to fold my clothes. Like every time I get new shelves somewhere, like I figure mm-hmm. out how much space I want my folded stuff to take up. This and then like I so something my sister would do. And then I make uh the flippy thing so that you fold mm-hmm. the things to the right side. You guys know what you can buy it. You've seen like infomercials for it, the thing that you flip the panels and it folds your I really need that. Yes. But the point is is that just comes in any old measurement and I need my shirts to fit the new I need my t-shirts to fit the new width of the new shelves. Mm-hmm. So you can just make it with cardboard and duct tape. And so to to your specific specifications. And I like um, a horizontal. I like them to be folded more horizontally than most people just usually fold them in half. I like it in thirds. Mm-hmm. So that's how I'm going to make my flippy thing, which maybe when I get around to that, I'll post that on Substack too. But just I love ca- it. Cardboard, duct tape. I know that's so boring to just be like, I did things around my house, but that's where I am right now. And so I fully identify with being in a rut and feeling depressed. And like I said, waking up in the middle of the night and being like, I just slept. Like that's the last thing I did besides <laughs> uh, tasks around my house all day. But I am going to walk to the post office today to get boxes so that I can ship out the thing that I sold on Poshmark. Um, and I think maybe it's too hot, though, to 
walk. But the post office is like 0.8 miles from my house. So it's not bad. <sighs> Again, just give people the fucking coordinates, Casey. <laughs> Jesus. But you know what I mean? Like, it's like I could do that's exercise. Like, that's not, you know. No, it's good. Just wait until it's like a little bit cooler yeah, it's and don't wear jeans. Okay. I, yes. This, this, see, I'd be planning, whereas like I wore jeans in the car. That was a surprise mm-hmm. walk. But this mm-hmm. is like, yeah. I'm all about preparation. I've been watching this show for all mankind on Apple TV, um, which is uh, incidentally features the woman whose house Eli's house house has been house sitting and dog sitting. Um, Leonora Pitts in it, which was uh, a nice surprise to see her. But this is about like it's an alternate history if women had always been not always, but if women had been included in the space program mm. uh, much sooner than they were, like uh, how things would have gone. And it's not just about that. It's very. But anyway, here's what I learned from that show. Mm. Uh, astronauts. Yeah. A lot of bad shit can potentially happen to them and uh, you can do the best you can to literally be a rocket scientist and build Mm -hmm. a great rocket, but a lot of bad shit can happen. And then um, a person has to like put on a suit and go out into space where their bits can literally fly apart. If something's wrong with the suit and like try to fix it like a mechanic. So they're like athletes and mechanics and scientists and just everything. And uh, even though this is a fictional show, I think, you know, they probably looked into how it is really for astronauts, but it has really solidified my opinion that you have to try to foresee every foreseeable, you know, complication. So put a hat okay. in your car when you're getting dressed to go out to drive around the valley. Think about what happens if my car breaks down and I have to, you know, hang out outside my car. Just think about it. It's not get that get that tra- get that Trader Joe's sunscreen. <laughs> But don't leave sunscreen in your car, guys. That's not good for it. Oh, okay. That's a good tip. Yeah. Um, just just be prepared, you know? The, I think that's that's my message. But yeah, I finally banged out some things that, you know, I feel like in a in a much less chaotic place. It's still a little chaotic, but look behind me. It's not that it looks it honestly looks great. It looks right. gr- there's not now there's nothing. Now there's now nothing. Now what's gonna be on the shelves? I have to get Eli to get me some vintage decor. And to style the shelves. I mean, it's probably, I I can can probably just go in our garage right now. I was going to say, I feel like you must have enough stuff. Well, like Eli's entire like inventory for when he eventually opens his vintage business is out there. And I could just take it for for rent. Yes. Which he would happily give me. So anyway, just, you know. Just doing what I can to, like, make the most of my time here on Earth in my house where I have to stay constantly until we figure out the Carvana situation. So that's unacceptable. (laughs) I'm really not. I'm not okay with this. Oh, my gosh. Um, A couple things that I want to mention before we wrap it up. Mm -hmm. One, sending love to our editor, Josh, who just tested positive for COVID. Oh, no, Josh. So just know that when you're listening to this podcast and it's beautifully edited, that the person did it through a headache and a fever and uh, fatigue. 
and um, he's the best, and we oh, love gosh, him I'm so sorry. much. Yeah, and so hope you feel better. Um, also, just happy anniversary to Yergo and Bridget, uh, to a loving couple who listened to the podcast together. Bridget got Yergo into the podcast, and they've gotten cameos from you and I uh, for each other, I think. And so it's their second anniversary together and they've been listening to the podcast the whole time they've been together. And so we just want to say happy anniversary because there's literally nothing else left for them. They already got the cameos, you know what I mean? So like the only thing left to do is to wish them a happy anniversary on the podcast. Happy anniversary, guys. They literally patronized us in every other way possible. I love that for us and you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and to check out Brave Gowns, um, there's all kinds of cute merch on there. And we're always trying to add new stuff. And we're always trying to add stuff that you all suggest. Somebody um, sent me a picture of them enjoying the This Was Not On My Bingo Card uh, beach towel. And that made me so happy. <laughs> because I, I really... like. I know I really want one. <laughs> we have to get you one. I need to we, get one. Summer and I literally broke our brains to try to invent a, a beach towel that you could all actually play a game on. And so <laughs> so it's up there. So uh, that's there. But all kinds of other. I think we're putting an alpha uterus t-shirt up on there uh, in case that's something that you want to wear. If you're an alpha uterus like Busy is. Um, yeah. And wow. check out the Substack. We're having fun over there and we're figuring out new stuff to do with it all the time. We have all to talk about time. how you, you said you had like a specific idea for using video on there and we have to talk about like what it is you want to do and, uh, how we can accomplish that. Yeah. And if you guys are into like live shows. Yeah. Let we'll us do know. Those. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll start doing those at some point. Do you want to come to Duluth with me in the fall? <laughs> Let's do a live show in Duluth. Where's Duluth? Minnesota. Oh, sure. <laughs> it's beautiful. You would like you will not sweat there. I can guarantee you that. I'll do it. Okay. All right. You heard it, everyone. Well, maybe I mean, we can do something fun for Vote Mama while we're there because I feel like they have a large Minnesota presence. Oh, great. Okay, cool. And Duluth is just a couple hours from Minneapolis. So if we decide Duluth isn't the ticket, maybe Minneapolis. Mm. But I'm going there in October, late September, Wait, early October. What are you going there in October for? Because I do that um, content festival, Catalyst Content Festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, I know. Yeah, so that's the time of the, the gathering this year. Oh. So it'll be fun. But um, I love Duluth, and I'm looking forward to seeing everyone in Duluth. And uh, maybe I'll hang out for a little while in Minneapolis, too. That sounds great. I'm just looking forward to leaving my house. Well, hopefully you'll have a car by then. (laughs) I hope so. I hope so. I don't know how my family keeps making it so that we have three cars and three cars that don't work. But that's the situation that we're in right now. What one. is the? What do you think the universe is trying to tell you with that, babe? I don't know. What do you think? What would you say? I I actually don't know. Like I mean, there's a part of me that thinks it's like about necessity and communication within your family. Mm, maybe. 
but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it. I will say that it is reminding me a lot of like how we lived when I was a kid. Like very often I would have to walk somewhere because like someone's car was broken and, you know, or just because yeah. like I lived alone with my mom and she worked. And so if I got a job too, I had to walk to where my job was, even if it was across town because my mom couldn't like leave work to drive me, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so it is, it's, making me think a lot of like, we have a ton of privileges in this family. We're very privileged, but a lot of people fucking aren't. And a lot of people take six buses to get to their job. And a lot of people are just stuck, you know, and it's like Lyft exists and that's great. And public transportation exists and that's great. But like Lincoln had to go to work today and there's no car to take him. And, I was like, do you want, like, I sent him, like, the bus and train route, and to get where he had to go, which is a 15-minute drive, was a 90-minute, two-bus, three-train proposition. And so... Yeah, that's wild. And also, like, that's L.A. Yeah. You know, like, that's not, L.A. is not built for... Right. ...that. Right. And the public transportation is, like, definitely still trying to catch up in L.A. Yeah. And so, you other know. cities are different, obviously. Yeah. They're like easier to manage and negotiate because they were built with that stuff in with mind. That like in for mind. instance, Stockholm. I think I told you when we were there, it was like very intuitive and easy, even if you don't speak the language, to figure out the system. Right. The right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And New York City is pretty easy to navigate if it, I mean it's time consuming and you know, you just have to plan again, plan for the unexpected. But yeah, here in LA, it's really tough. And it made me think it's making me think back a lot to the beginning of the pandemic when school went remote and everybody was just like, well, it's no problem. Like kids will just do school from home. And Lincoln was like, you know, a lot of my classmates um, are taking care of their younger siblings all day long while their parents are working. And yeah, and and also a lot of them don't even have like reliable uh, internet access or computers in their house. So how the fuck are they supposed to do what they're supposed to do? So Well, the internet access thing in, in Los Angeles was a big deal. Yeah. So I just, I think that, you know, for us, it's not the end of the world. We're kind of lucky. We, Matt rented a car and he's driving himself to work and Eli's, you know, camped out where he is and he doesn't need to drive around too much and he's doing his work and uh, Lincoln's doing the best he can and we're, you know, just making it work with that one rental car. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a lesson in like every t- <laughs> it's kind of funny because I'm like, this is just temporary. Uh, it's not that temporary if it happens, like if this is the third time it's happening in a year that everyone's cars are broke down or unsafe. But um, but, you know, it is I am like it's just temporary this situation will change. But for a lot of people, it's not really temporary. You know, a lot of people are just busting their ass to get to these jobs that like people are repeatedly trying to tell us nobody wants to work. And I'm like, oh, fuck you. (laughs) Like, that's ridiculous. People work really hard just to get to work in many cases. And um, it'd be it'd be cool if we if we thought of that sometimes. Um yeah, but shout out to our friend Janie Haddad Tompkins because she did offer to drive me 
anywhere that I needed to go, which is so sweet. She's the best. Um, but also, like, I'm just going to walk to the post office because Janie lives kind of far away, which is also L.A., and it would be nuts to drive that far just to take me 0.8 miles to the post office when I could yeah. I could use the walk. I could get maybe in some should, steps. Sure, sure. Get in some steps. But also maybe you make friends with the guy next door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, you All guys, right, guys. We love you. We love you so much. Thanks for hanging out we with us. We love you. We'll talk to you next week. We're going to talk to you so soon. Bye. Bye. Oh, no.